What? What about you? The challenge will have to continue. T'Challa, we will not leave Wakanda. It is my duty to keep you safe. If he gets control of our technology, nowhere will be safe. The Black Panther lives. And when he fights for the fate of Wakanda, I will be right there beside him. Yes, we die. I'm in too. What? You're gonna need all the help you can get. Are you done? Are you are you are you done? Welcome, 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 welcome to the podcast that does, I think, what it says in the tin, it's best film ever. My name's Ian. I'm Liam. And I'm Georgia. Hey, and that's the gang this week. Yeah, no Ethan. He's moving house. Yeah, he is. Moving house. Without internet. I'm packing boxes. Yarp. Yeah, best of luck to you, bud. Yep. He's now an outsider to the pod. <laughs> He's an outsider. Yeah. Shun the non-believer. When he, when, when, when he comes back. In a couple of weeks, and challenges me for my right as head of the podcast. <laughs> we will know what's happened. No one will challenge you for that. There we go. Does that mean he's over? That's what T'Challa thought. He's of royal blood, then, is Ethan? I, I, well, kind of, technically, <laughs> technically. Uh, well, I did say you could do what I do, didn't I? Uh, welcome to episode yeah, number one forty-eight, Black Panther. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's. Good. I don't know if people are hearing this. I hope they are. I hope you can hear a difference in my voice. Yeah, because we, thanks to um, thanks to the the, the backing of our of, of our Patreon backers, yeah, we've managed to upgrade Liam's kit. Woo! Woo! So Liam's got some dulcet tones coming through the mic. I have a super duper mic. You yeah. do have a super duper <laughs> mic. It sounds really clear. Oh, I love it. That's great. Yeah. So we've got your fancy new mic arm and you got the only thing that exists that was the only thing that hasn't been changed is, 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 is the cable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything else is, is, is brand spanking new. I even like the sleeves on the arms. Yeah. It's, cool. it's nice on the mine. Yeah. Mine doesn't have that. I unpacked it. I went, maybe I should switch them. You could have done. No, 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 no. Yeah, I don't mind. At least get to look at it. I get that's to see very it. true. Because I don't get to see it on this one. No, so looking past right. it. So I get to look. It looks. It looks very professional. It does, doesn't it? I'm really, really happy. And then like George that. is still rocking the uh, <laughs> the little green baby mic. Yeah. You know what? I probably need before I need a new mic though. What's that? New headphones. Mm. All right. Yeah. My quality is not great. I, I would lie. I definitely swear by these. These things are great. Yeah, they only cost like about twenty five quid. Mine the same. Yeah, mine's about twenty five. Are they yeah. the same? They're yeah. the same. Yeah, well, uh, it's the same company, but it's not the same style. No, no, no. no, no, no. They're a bit different. But I would highly actually. Uh, Ethan's mic uh, headphones are the same as mine, just in a different color. So if yeah. we just do it again, but go like red or something like that for you, yeah, that'd be good. We can. Yeah, we can definitely do oh. that. Up as the next thing. If that's if that's yeah, if that's a problem, we can fix that. Yeah, it's just I, not very clear. Like it's clear, but it's not crisp. Yeah, yeah. I, I really like these, and I keep getting generations of this. I heard, for, it, especially when you were just playing that. Then I went, you know what? Because I was I was fiddling with the cable as well, trying yeah. to see if it was that. But no, it's just not to be like fair. It. I'm not sure. When I, when I when I put those interests in, I'm not sure it comes as clean when we're recording in the headphones as it does yeah. when it finally gets published. Maybe if we're all doing these head mic things, I'm um, head mics. Head mics. Yeah. <laughs> I would so. Headphones. Can I have? Can, rather than no, 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 can I have a head mic? Can yeah. I upgrade, please? Oh, you want Britney Spears this thing? Yeah. No. I wouldn't have to worry about where my face was. No. Aim for the mic. It's, it's, it's really quite simple. 
Please, can I have that? No, because we're trying to establish ourselves as like a, a podcast that's like worthy of a Patreon backing. And for you to go, you know what's really hard for me? Remember, I have to speak towards something that. <laughs> excited and emotional and then forget that i have to talk into something i will need a not not a black cover because the black i can see completely see that only comes in black so unless we can find a way to paint it because it's it's massive yeah yeah yeah. because the the head on that microphone is much bigger than a standard mic oh okay yeah so yeah the green helps i can like i can can keep that in my peripheral i can maybe one day they might update the colors schemes well i'll tell i'll have a different color i'll tell you who was in our periphery last week that was reverend bruce who brought us singing in the rain which was nice it was a little bit of joy it was on a on a dreary november evening thank you reverend bruce check out the episode if you haven't already i've referred to him as reverend brew (laughs) <laughs> on my list is he getting some iron bro i don't know um let's take a look and let's thank our patreon backers yeah. who have helped make uh this 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 lovely upgrade in sound quality possible yeah thank you uh, we want to thank reverend bruce julian yeah hermes Aura. lena oberholzer um, katie mccray ensign like ian davies yeah. chris peterson yeah. randall what's your All handle right. silva Dwayne Smith. Dwayne Smith. The <laughs> Yeetmeister. Woo. Nate the Great. Hey. Andy Dixon. Woo. Holly Callen. Yeah. Cheesy. With, With a, a fish, fish on a bike. bike. Richard. Woo. And our newest member in the Patreon pool, Ryan Kukas. Hey, Ryan. Woo. Thank you very much, every one of you. You've helped make these sorts of things possible. Yes, you're showing me if it, there's like Look. that there are different color like microphone covers, but you don't know if it fits that mic. Well, I don't know what the mic is called, so I can't Google specifically, but it was a road mic. So I'd like to get a pink It's a road Procaster. A road Procaster. Yes. As opposed to this, which is called a Rodecaster Pro. That's why I was confused. <laughs> I make the mistake That's all the confusing. time. I make the mistake all the time. That's confusing. Yep. Uh, you, we could get a lesser one, which would be a, a Rode Pod mic. That's kind of your stand. That's a oh, little bit nicer. It's hey. a little bit. I did think about getting you guys just the Rode Pod mics. No, huh? no, 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 no. We're all right. We're all right. Nice. How elitist would that be of me? That would be because you, you guys, you guys wouldn't know. I just, we, we I just go, clue. I just go. Oh, I just changed the design for the new model. <laughs> kind of like the arms different. That's all. No, no. Uh, let's do some reflections and corrections. I'll tell you something that's hit me the last couple of go weeks. On, just thinking on. about it. Still talking about Get Out. Yep. So, Chris, the lead character in Get Out, does anytime anybody ting a teacup, is he like going to end up in, in in the sunken place? Well, that's true. Yeah. Or does it have to just be that specific woman? I, surely, it would be any time it would happen, it would it would trigger him. Because mm, yeah. I don't think it's nothing spiritual. It's not like no, when she no, dies, no, no. The, the, it's not magic. So it's not like when when she dies, the curse is broken. <laughs> would you like a cup of tea? No, no. <laughs> Everyone's got to make sure they got camera phones. <laughs> and plus, he'd go, but he'd go vacant because there's nobody else in his body. So he'd just be sitting there, just staring straight ahead. <laughs> very true. Very true. I'm so confused. Yeah, it's a, it's it's a get out thing. Um, we had some feedback from poet laureate of the podcast. Dwayne Smith. Dwayne Smith. Who said, I was talking about the uh, get out and says, I think the family sees the process as a game. The drip feeding of information set pieces are all part of it. The cupboard was left open on purpose for him to find. They know he knows, but keeps up the preference, the pretense, sorry, for as long as they can. Okay. Him freaking out is all part of the game. Uh, I call BS on that. Yeah, I do. I absolutely call BS on that because it doesn't make sense. No. If you want the greatest chance of success, because they keep going around saying that, you know, he's, he's, he's a better physical specimen than the rest of them. Yeah. Isn't your best version of this to not tip him off? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know about that. 
And if it is, it's bad storytelling. It is. Um, but says Rose chooses to, of siblings' roles, to bring in the next victim. Rose chooses to date them and bring them home to the parents. Jeremy chooses to go with kidnapping. I hear you. I still think it, the purpose of that was just a red herring for the start. Yeah. So we're not really... looking for a girlfriend. We're looking for. Because there was loads more of hers yeah. that we saw than and one of him that yeah. we saw. Yep. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, and then singing in the rain we had some feedback from Dwayne Smith Dwayne Smith who says this film has been on that list forever thank you Reverend Bruce yeah thank you some people call him Reverend Brew for (laughs) finally making me watch it the dancing and performances are all absolutely mesmerizing I was totally amazed by them all it's also incredibly funny it had me laughing throughout Donald O'Connor stands out for me yeah he does I expected to be Gene Kelly but Donald was level above Mm -hmm. an excellent all round entertainer I enjoyed it but was more on Ian's level score wise it's because I am the voice of reason but you're not I am. Not last week. <laughs> no, I just wasn't the voice of the, of you guys. Just, just like, pa- you know, Paddington, the whole voice of reason thing started when you guys all gave Paddington ridiculous scores. What and that was the one movie? exception. What a great movie. Yeah, I heard something that was singing in the rain. Uh, <laughs> Carlo was also really positive about it, saying, and I, I've definitely truncated this. Like, he gave me like a huge list of stuff. Wow. I, I've boiled it down. <laughs> Loving how you all loved this film. Okay, I think all is a strong word there, uh, Carlo. Uh, great to listen to Reverend Bruce as well. Uh, I, he also would give it a slight edge to Gene Kelly's An American in Paris, but both films are great. A couple thoughts. I've always been very intrigued and interested and intrigued about that period of transition from silent films to talkies and how why some actors transitioned while others didn't. It's a thing about changes that not everybody can take. Also, I don't remember who said it, but I disagree with the notion that silent acting is easy. That would be me. <laughs> uh, and I, I, yeah, I, I, I was oversimplifying. Easier, yeah, yeah. though. I was oversimplifying. For, for, for the actors who were doing it, they were masters of their craft. So obviously that would be easier for them than now trying to orate. Yes, yes. Was yes. the point I think I was trying to make. Um, if anything, I think it takes more challenge to transmit everything through visual emotions and no words. I've said this to Georgia over and over again. Georgia is excellent at acting without dialogue. Mm-hmm. Which is great for a podcast. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I struggle at acting without dialogue, which makes me the perfect host for a podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, and I'm in the middle. <laughs> but, the, but there is a skill there. And Georgia was in a, a show we just did called The Adams Family. Uh, listen to last week's episode. You want more on that? But there was a song called Happy Sad where uh, Georgia plays Wednesday Adams and the song is actually sung by Gomez Adams, her father. And Georgia's job is just to react. And I, every time they did it, I said, this is the, this is the, I this is the high point of, of the show. Mm-hmm. I said, my role will get the laughs and I might even get the biggest cheer when we do the walkdowns. But as far as art goes, this is the best part of the show because he nailed the singing of it and Georgia nailed the reacting of it. And it was something magic happened. I was just like going, hey, everyone. Oh, wow. I love the moon. Let me let me tell you about, I even, uh, even ad-libbed a, a Will Smith slapping Chris Rock joke you in did. everybody. It yes. was brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, my God, that was funny. Ad-lib is a, is a strong, you had, you've had that in oh, the country. Okay, I, I ad-libbed it months June. previous. <laughs> and once people were like, that's great, it became part of the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, did, I did like that. There we go. Yeah, yeah I didn't great. do it on the night, to yeah. be fair. I did add some other stuff that I was holding back for months. Uh, okay. The whole, like, please stay in your seat, sir. Yeah. It's just a joke. I didn't do that in any of the rehearsals. I'm like, I'm hanging on to that one. Because <laughs> I didn't want to be told, no, you can't do that. Because <laughs> I believed it was funny and wasn't going to let anybody take it away from me. <laughs> and live on the night. So when you do it live on the night you. and people laugh, yeah, I do, yeah. tell me I was wrong. Although yeah, yeah. One, one night, I don't think... The, it didn't get as big of a laugh the one MD night. wasn't prepared for it either and he like, had slipped the music and you had to cut it off early, I think. No, I think it was a dress rehearsal. I think, oh, all, four of my, yeah, I think all four of my performances were fine. We did five. 
<laughs> that one would have been fine too. He was asleep for that one. It was a stressful show. It was a stressful yeah, yeah. show. Um, where do we go here? Carlo continues. If anything, I think it takes more challenge to transmit everything through visual motions and all words. It might look exaggerated, sometimes silly now, but at the time, yeah. Final thought, and I'll shut yeah. up. I totally get where Liam was coming from when he said Jackie Chan's choreography uh, linking to Gene Kelly's oh, parkour scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think I was challenging you in the end. I was just busting your chops. You bit. were a bit, weren't yeah. you? <laughs> so there we go. Let's do some sh- 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 shout outs. Shout outs. Don't know if I'll keep that. Ooh. one. <laughs> <laughs> me and Liam synced up without planning that. That was nice. Uh, shout outs. First one, Josh, my next favorite movie for every support, every love. Um, he has us on two years on the trot. We've done best month ever over your next favorite movie. Movie, yeah. and you should go check it out it's 20 minutes per episode you get to hear about someone's favorite movie whether and spoiler free so it might give you a reason to go ahead and uh, watch something you didn't know about before so go ahead and give that a listen josh is a is a fantastic interviewer uh also props and thanks to danny from it's a musical podcast love danny yeah he was very excited about us doing singing in the rain hoped we all loved it as much as he did i think three quarters of us did <laughs> um ray from being bookish she's fantastic go check hers out sci-fi remnant they're fantastic uh the nicest guy in podcast and i say kevin from the podcast that wouldn't Yay. die mm-hmm. Michelle. latin jukebox for all the love carlo of course for all the love in film we trust for all the love and then I got, new one. I got two gift of the weeks to hand out in film we trust i don't know if it's new just not as frequent maybe not it's been a bit yeah. um and then a couple gift of the weeks to give out first one is going to chris peterson who was gift of the week for teaspoon <laughs> is that what it was for get out that was get out yeah. <laughs> uh very a, a good one. audible mentioned the Dwayne smith and hermes it was going to be Dwayne smith and uh and then chris peterson it was not from anything it was just a really funny visual joke and i'm like nice <laughs> uh basically one person asked the one hey can i have some of your ice cream and he goes okay but just a spoonful and the guy brings out like, the biggest spoon you've ever seen and i'm like okay fair not enough technically a teaspoon then, is it? well maybe not but still made me laugh it's a dessert spoon and then for tap shoes um i'm gonna give the win to ian davies for uh lieutenant commander data from star trek the next generation yeah anytime you can have an android doing a tap dance routine that that is a win, but I'm also going to give a second win this week, and it's going to go to Georgia, who entered the competition <laughs> with a video of her actually tap dancing. Yep. Oh, wow. Yep. Which she turned, I don't know if it was, it was a gif? It wasn't technically, it wasn't technically a gif, a it was a but g- it was a silent video. Yeah, I had downloaded it as a gif, but Twitter wouldn't let me upload my own gif, so then I had to download the gif as an MP4 and then put it as a, so, as a video. So two wins in that. Yeah, you could have done it, you could have uploaded it to a third-party site, but that's a lot of work. That's a lot of work. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm confused. Uh, yeah, I, I tried to explain it to you, it would make an issue. <laughs> so, uh, fantasy football this week. Uh, I've got Ed from the Film Effect podcast. At last look, I was like 85% to 15% beating the guy. Yeah. So I feel pretty good. Uh, we've got Liam against Reverend Bruce. Yeah, Reverend Bruce himself. It, it, last check, it wasn't that far apart. No, 60-40. Okay, so, so you're still an underdog. In his favor, in his yeah. favor, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. But I like coming up from behind and uh, getting the win, and as, this- as I always do in... Uh, in Sports. previous years, God, it's getting pretty late in the year. Wow, well, it's yeah, getting pretty it's late. late. I, have, is, I have lost. This is a lot. week ten. I have lost. We, a lot. we go to the playoffs after week fourteen. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. Um, not good this year. Not so good this year. Uh, but the battle of BFE this year, this week, is yeah. Georgia versus Ethan. Battle might be Ooh. me over pushing it. Not that Georgia's doing very well at last check, but I mean it's Ethan. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I was close with I was going to be Ethan. Ethan picked up a player this week and I had to message him and I did it in front of the whole group chat. I'm like, no, you've burnt through your private messages on this. I went, Ethan, you've just picked up Rashad Penny, who's out for the year. Let me, if you look at all the projections, he's predicted zero for every week. Oh, Ethan. 
I was going to say he'll. He's, he's learning. I don't think he is. <laughs> I don't think he is. At least I'm predicted more than 100 points this week. That's uh, all I'll Last say. week's battle BFEs, we should give note. Liam did defeat Ethan. I did. And Georgia just trounced me. Woo, Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon put up 50. And you know what? Even without Joe Mixon's 50, you still would have beat me. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what? Well, I had Joe Mixon last year and oh, trying to get him this year. Thanks, Georgia. That's the thing with drafts. <laughs> yeah. Uh, have, have you heard George's Kyler Murray story? <laughs> Kyler fucking Murray. Um, why not yeah, give you us? Can keep him this week. This year, Nate. I'm good. Not a five star performance by him, but hey, speaking of five stars, you can leave us a five star review on Apple or Spotify. Uh, we're trying to get onto uh, onto Rotten Tomatoes, and we, we need are. we need your help. Give us five stars on Apple or Spotify because five is a magic number. Five. Is the magic number. Hey, and what are we doing this week? We're doing Black Panther. Why are we yeah. doing it? Well, because Black Panther Wakanda Forever dropped this weekend. It did, yeah. So we're hoping to get out before too long. Get out. And <laughs> uh, and check the film out. Um, some of us will, at the very least. I know some of us will. And we'll have a theater skip it within the next seven days, I would imagine. Yeah, yeah, on it. yeah, yeah. So we'll let you know kind of how that uh, goes. Uh, on top of that, then let's talk about the film. The pitch for the film, T'Challa, heir to the hidden but advanced kingdom of Wakanda, must step forward to lead his people into a new future and must confront a challenger from his country's past. Uh, Directed and co-written by Ryan Coogler, who also did Creed. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Co-written by Joe Robert Cole, who'd previously done the excellent Netflix series, The People vs. O.J. Simpson. Didn't watch that. Oh, it's fantastic. Is it? If you can get by the fact that Cuba Gooden Jr. looks nothing and sounds nothing like O.J. Simpson, everybody else is brilliant. He's not bad in it. He just looks and sounds nothing like OJ Simpson. Yeah, 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 yeah. So if you're looking for an impression, not good. And isn't OJ Simpson quite a tall guy? Yep. In Cuba Gooden Jr. quite a small guy? Yep. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, cinematography by Rachel Morrison, who had done 11 other features, none of which I'd heard of before. Okay. Uh, music by Ludwig Goranson, who'd done Creed, Creed Two, The Mandalorian, The Book of Boba Fett, and 110 episodes of Community. Wow. So pretty much he's community's choreographer, uh, not choreographer, uh, composer. That's cool. Yeah. So the first time I saw this, I don't remember. I don't remember. Uh, I think I saw it on Disney Plus or rented it on Sky or maybe procured it through some other nefarious means. I, I th- <laughs> I'm pretty sure I paid for this. Um, but that was me. Anybody else? I saw it at the cinema <laughs> the first time. That's the only time I've seen it. This is my second watch. I think this is my second watch. Jordan? I believe it's my second watch as well, but I think I only watched it probably less than a year ago, a year ago, not sure. I went through a stage of actually catching up on the Marvel movies that I hadn't seen because I saw Infinity War on a date having only ever really seen the other Avengers films and nothing else. You saw Infinity War on a date? I did, yeah. Wow. Went to Frankie and Benny's first, you ordered a salad, should have known. That's a weird date. Yeah. Oh, cinema. Food and cinema, that's quite a yeah, cool date. It's just that movie, that movie was such an event movie. <laughs> Yeah, you kind of want to go with someone you can talk to about it, and a long, long film. I think he, I think he'd seen it. I think he saw it more than once. I don't think he only saw it. With okay, me. fair enough. He's still watching it. Potentially, <laughs> <laughs> he's crying, but for different reasons than everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> don't feel so good, Mister Stark. I took George oh to my see God, this film. Uh, so, context corner. I got a fair bit on this one. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, plans for a Black Panther movie go as far back as 1992. Wow. So, we're talking 26 years of, of development hell. Yeah. Okay. Jesus. Uh, the reason why I think it took me so long to see this is because I didn't know about. I'm not a big comic guy, but you think about those ones that everybody still know, even if you're into comics or not. Black yeah. Panther's not one you're really aware of. No, 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 no. So, I knew about 
I didn't know about Guardians, but it had enough buzz and whatever. But I just did this one I didn't know about. So mm-hmm. uh, I'll tell you who the lead. There's a lead who is attached to this forever. I'll tell you who it is later. Early 90s. Think about it, but don't tell me yet. Okay. I'll let you guess. I'll let you guess before oh, it's okay, time. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. So the thought was that Africa had been portrayed poorly in Hollywood films, and that this film could change the portrayal due to the titular character being the opposite of most traditional African stereotypes, mm-hmm. which I think is probably st- was probably still the case 26 years later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, imagine if they had made it in the early 90s, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> maybe things would have been different in Hollywood. In January 94, Columbia Pictures and this certain A-lister started having talks, and then Stan Lee came on board as well. By May, several screenwriters and directors had talks, including Mario Van Peebles and John Singleton. I think John Singleton is Boys in the Hood. Okay. I'm pretty sure John Singleton's Boys in the Hood. I know Mario Van Peebles. I don't know him. Oh, that's interesting. You know one of that one. Uh, But it fizzled out. Stan Lee wasn't happy with the scripts. And a big issue was that people kept thinking the Black Panther Panther was about the Black Panther Party. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, And there's yeah, no yeah. affiliation. The Black Panther, am I right? Was it Boys in the Hood? Yeah. Okay. Uh, the Black Panther was created in July 1966, two months before the Black Panther Party gets created. <laughs> so it's so close. And they've so always close. kind of been mistaken. Well, the Black Panther character has often been mistakenly affiliated, or not affiliated, but people have mistakenly affiliated it with the Black Panther Party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, so much, the character was at one point in the comics renamed the Black Leopard. But wow. the readers and the creators both thought that was crap yeah (laughs) and it didn't last long however the black leopard's name does get a nod in this film due to t'challa's battle paint at his fight it does yeah yeah. also the other um the other costume the black and gold black panther outfit when that is being like sucked away has like the orange spots on it as well oh, very i don't cool. know whether that's intentional i'm sure it probably was because it's marvel everything but. seems to be intentional yeah. these things yeah it does. in july 97 black panther was listed as part of marvel comics film slate and marvel hired joe quesada and jimmy palmiotti who were editors of the black panther comic to work on the film both men have denied this <laughs> wow and then corporate problems at Marvel slowed the production. So now we're in 1998. The same Hollywood A-lister is still attached, mm-hmm. set to produce and possibly star in the film. Nothing happens till May 2000, where Artisan Entertainment makes a deal to co-produce, co-finance, and distribute the film, still with the same A-lister in mind. Wow, eight years on. In March 2002, scheduling conflicts for our star got in the way, including another comic book movie that they starred in. So there's a hint for you. Oh, okay. Leading to 2004, people were going, well, it's overkill if if, if they get another comic book movie. It's yeah, not yeah. going to be unique enough anymore. We've lost our <laughs> USP. No, no, not that you're making more than one comic book movie, but we're making this person the lead in more than one comic uh, book okay. movie. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. it'll be like if, like-, we, if we now cast Chris Pratt as, I don't know, the Human Torch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're yeah. like you're already in a franchise buddy yeah, yeah, yeah as the guy yep as september of 2005 so big jump here oh not really marvel and c chairman and ceo avi arad announced black panther is one of 10 films being developed by the newly minted marvel studios of course these would be distributed by paramount pictures which was the deal until disney gets in the bed Mm-hmm. 2006 the same a-lister still hoped for a director for black panther soon this is 14 years after we've started this is still going on with the same guy attached to it crazy 2007 marvel studios president kevin feige reiterates kevin black feige. panther is in development and in july 
John Singleton, remember him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> has once again been approached to direct the film. Wow. 2007, Tim Story, who was the director of Fantastic Four Rise of the Silver Surfer, went, hang on, I want to make Black Panther a character in my next Fantastic Four movie, but I want a different actor playing this guy. Yeah. So I'll, talk, I'll tell you who that guy was, too later on okay cool. uh that wasn't they went no no we want black panther to be its own thing so marvel hired writers to help come up with stories for its lesser known properties including black panther that was in march 2009 early 2010 our a-lister is now unavailable due to legal problems yeah i think i know who it is there we go so early 2011 marvel studios hires documentary filmmaker mark bailey to write a script and then we do nothing until October 2014, where Kevin Feige announces that Black Panther will be released on November 3rd, 2017, and the character will debut in Captain America Civil War. They've made a casting decision, so our Hollywood A-lister has to give us support publicly for the project, but is clearly now not linked to it anymore. The hippie too old now. Yeah. Feige said that Marvel was considering minority writers and directors for the film, but, quote, would prioritize the best filmmakers, the best writers, the best directors possible. So I'm not going to say for sure we're going to hire from any one demographic. Now, we do know that Black Panther becomes almost exclusively, like, like 90% of the cast and crew mm-hmm. end up being black. Yep. Which I think is the right decision for a film like this. For a film like that, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, for I mean, any film, if it's the right film, but especially this film, yeah, yeah, is what yeah, I'm yeah, trying yeah, to say here. Yeah, 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 yeah. The first of its kind and one that absolutely celebrates people of color. Yeah. Yep. Uh, the release date then got pushed back eight months to July 2018, and then they go, actually, let's move it up to February 2018. Ryan Coogler, who previously was a contender for the director's chair, was reconsidered. I think they fell out over money, and then he released Creed. And Creed was a big hit. Huge. Yeah. And they went, all right, let's talk again. <laughs> and then he was confirmed. And then Black Panther had its world premiere at the Dolby Theater in L.A., January 29th, 2018. The premiere featured a purple carpet that was flanked by women dressed as the Dora Milaje. Oh, I love them. While Coogler cast members and other guests wore African clothing at the request of Marvel for attendees to wear, quote, royal attire honoring the African setting of the film. Yeah, great. So we begin with Tell Me a Story. The story of home. Is this supposed to be Eric and his dad? It's, yeah, it's, Feels the, it's that, the yeah. dude, yeah. It's yeah. gotta be, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It's the same child at the, is, is in the flashback. At yeah, the end okay. of the yeah, yeah, yeah. So then we see an asteroid, and we see this all through this weird computer animated sand kind of thing. I don't know if people's thoughts on it were, I don't know if I like it or not. No. For such a big movie, their CGI was a little bit. No, that was there was there was far too much CGI Ooh, in this film. Yeah, let me just let me just jump in with that right now. Yeah, I like yeah, the yeah. sand and stuff because it kind of like the sand emulates stuff. all the sand yeah. that they use for the like the ceremonial stuff. As oh, well. okay, maybe you talk me into this now. Yeah, all right, fair enough. That's what that is. Yeah, uh, we found an asteroid hits the continent of Africa. Uh, in the area, there are five tribes who also were sort of um, in in the region, and they call the region Wakanda. And then it gets really mumbo-jumbo-y. Here's the lore you have to know. There's a heart-shaped plant which gives super speed, super strength, da 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 and it can only be had by the ruler. Um, for My other question, this plant, yep. plants in by nature just grow, right? Different sure. bulbs and yep. stuff, right? And yep. So this cultivating area yep. of uh, plant, sure. which later on they, uh, you know, which we'll get to, does that carry on growing again, or is that um, no? I imagine they'll, that will be touched on in the second film or something. Yeah, but. it just seems a bit odd. I imagine there's some left over. 
I'm assuming it, it grows again. And we'll talk. Yeah. Um, but um, four tribes joined this uh, nation of Wakanda, but the Jabari do not want to, and they live in the mountains. Wakanda will become the most technologically advanced country in the world, but as they thrived, the world around turned into chaos. And we still hide who we are, and the child asks why. And then we cut to Oakland, 1992. Do you think this is a reflection on the 92s in when they first started talking about Black oh, Panther? Geez, it show. probably is. <laughs> well, I, they could I, have picked I, any year around well, that. Yeah, it also fits the timeline. But yeah, you're not, you're not wrong. It's quite funny. Isn't it? I believe Ryan Coogler has some sort of personal history with Oakland. I think his first film was set in Oakland or something like that. And oh, so okay. that's why Oakland was, was chosen here. Yeah. Um, we see Street Ball and they have like a milk crate milk as the crate. hoop. The hoop, yeah. And uh, I did that. We're in like a rundown part of of the city, and we go into the uh, into this apartment up in the building. And there's lots of shots of guns. Quick reminder here, folks: you can check out our episode on Bowling for Columbine. Bowling for Columbine. There's a knock at the door, and uh, it's the Dora Milaje. I I love this bit. And I tell you what's really cool. Whilst I've got the name in my head, the Dora Milaje, you can because they've just opened Avengers Campus at Disneyland Paris, okay. and they've got they ha- you can do like a training thing with the Dora Milaje. That's cool. How cool is that? Very cool. It's very cool. So Dora Milaje are there, and they hit their spear like twice, and the lights go out. This is like when the Undertaker comes in the wrestling ring, and the lights go out. <laughs> it's the Undertaker's in the ring, but this time it's King Tachaka, King Tachaka. Uh, who is there? Um, and we find out that Ulysses Crow, and we've got this great little, we've got these armbands that like project mini holograms. Right. And so, you know, we recognize a face. We'll talk about him later. But he stole a quarter ton of vibranium and he knew exactly where, when, and how to strike. And he asks this Wakandan spy who's in Oakland, I want you to look me in the eye and tell me why you betrayed our country. And uh, earlier he'd been like, um, you know, my friend can leave, and they're like, no, no, your friend can stay. And it's because the friend is also a Wakandan spy. He is, <laughs> and uh, this is Prince Najobu. Is not the spy. Is the one who has uh, sold his soul, sort of, and he's to return to Wakanda. And outside, a boy looks up, and there's a spaceship-looking thing in the clouds. Speaking of T'Chaka, uh, the man who played young King T'Chaka is John Canny, K A N I. Could be. Connie could be Kenny. Yep. Um, his uh, oh, sorry, that would be that's not correct. Sorry, that's actually the guy who plays the old King T'Chaka. Yeah. The young King T'Chaka is played by Atandwa Connie, his son. Oh, oh that's nice. Yeah, that's nice. makes sense, doesn't it? It does. It's like the only thing that we'll do because there's this other character <laughs> we see on both sides of an age jump and they're not following. Um, son. No, 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 no. So let's talk about the score for a minute, because, Georgia, you commented you really like the score in this film. I do like the score in this film. Uh, after reading the script, composer Ludwig Gorenson decided to go to Africa to do some research for the film. He spent a month in Senegal, first traveling around with musician Baba Mal on his tour, and then spent several weeks working with local musicians to form the bass, that's B-A-S-E, of his score. Uh, he was particularly drawn to the talking drum and the tambin or fula flute to use in his character themes along with horns. Nate Moore composed the work Gornson did in defining the sound of the film to use the music uh, by James Gunn in Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, sorry, did I, say, I say compared or composed? Compared. Compared. Okay, good. Uh, with composer, in both cases, the, the, the composer has pushed Marvel beyond their comfort zone by going somewhere different with it. Yep. Outside of what might be safe. I think I appreciate that though in this though because it's still got the Marvel kind of undertone to it, but then has 
got what it needs for the film and it's just so lovely it's essential for this film this film especially yeah. this film had to feel unlike any other marvel film yeah yeah. And the, it the, had to feel the scoring absolutely yeah. helps with that. If I have like just another Marvel film, then it's not it's doing not right. what it's supposed to do. And I tell you what, tell I me feel what. like a lot of countries that aren't here and America, like their native style of music is usually so much more rhythmic and so much more in touch with what music kind of does to the soul. Whereas here, we don't have that. You and should. so like Indian music, African music, even like European folk music has, still has that. We don't have that. Canadian music. Shut up about Canada. Canada is 150 <laughs> years old. It does not you should have that hear, sort of thing. You should hear fiddles from Atlantic Canada. Yeah. But do you know what I mean? Like, I do that, know what you mean. I'm like, having some fun. Almost primal type of music that comes from Centuries. ancient cultures yeah. that we don't, even though England and Britain as a thing is so old, we don't have that well you I'm, I'm not sure about that uh you do i think but it's all like this old gaelic england no church, scotland church ireland music, i guess to a certain extent, no but even but like, like 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 things with, no, england, with pipes it is, no it is england that don't england yeah. doesn't have it yeah because you've got like yeah no you're druids right. the wrong the wrong word but you know what i mean like that sort right. of really really old yeah yeah Cal- yeah and yeah yeah, no, you're exactly right. It's, it's just England that doesn't. But, the, but, but unlike other countries where you might hang on to this, I think, you know, here it's been A, a of a church mm-hmm. and then B, pop music kind of drove things towards other <laughs> situations. <laughs> yeah. So there we go. Uh, on a side note, coolest thing I heard this week What's that? was Chance the Rapper did a country remake mm-hmm. of It's Getting Hot in Here by Nelly. <laughs> And did it on like the Tonight Show or something? It is the best thing I have seen all week. I shall have to check that. You out. you have to check that out. And like he goes a hundred and fifty percent country on it. Oh, like you brilliant. would think the guy was a country singer. Oh, <laughs> oh he's brilliant. Oh, check it out. Uh, so there we go. Uh, moving on here, we've got uh, the Vibranium. Let's talk about that for a minute. Director Ryan Coogler compared the Wakandan Vibranium mines to the real-life situation of the Congo mines, with the valuable mineral Colton, which is used in manufacturing uh, most digital products, and it's found only in the Congo region, is being mined. So they have this really, really uh, in-demand singular resource. It's Colton Blue. I don't in know. In its raw form. I need to Google that, because okay. for Google whatever that. reason, I've got a blue rock in my head. Question, where is Wakanda? Yeah. It was seen as a location on a shield monitor in Iron Man 2. It shows it being west of Ethiopia and roughly in the same place as southern Sudan. Uh, The name Wakanda comes from the Wakamba tribe of Kenya, also known as the Kamba. And if you've never seen this, there is a great video. It's on YouTube of a kid who did a presentation on Wakanda for a class in yeah. an American high school and presents everything from the film as though it's legitimate and the teacher never cottons on. I love that. <laughs> and she's like, Brilliant. how have I never heard about this? And all the kids are like, oh, it's on the news. So that's amazing. And so it's talking about all about like, you know, the current like, and presented it just like it was a real situation. It's totally, I'm going to find it and, and tweet it out. I just want to, I've just been uh, toying around in my head here. So, you know, they say vibranium is the, strongest metal yep how come in the same universe with um wolverine yeah is he made out of adamantium and they say the same thing because at this point vibranium still hidden well no hang on but there's also the correct answer <laughs> if i may <laughs> is that these two universes at this time are separate 
Okay. Because Wolverine was part of Fox's cinematic universe, not the Marvel cinematic universe. Oh, okay. So they're going to have to fix it. They're going to figure out the answer to that now. They are going to have to. Yeah. They're going to have a vibranium and adamantium. They off. are. Well, is that brilliant? It is, it is slightly blue. There you go. Good job. There is that brilliant tweet between, I think it's Mark Hamill and um, Chris Evans about who would beat, would the. Um, would a lightsaber the, cut, cut through, through Cap's yeah. shield? Yeah. Um, and he says it probably in one universe it would, in the other it wouldn't. Yes. But if you did cut through it, then Cap's now got a thousand vibranium ninja stars, and you don't want that either. <laughs> um, we go to the Marvel uh, title screen, and it's all Chadwick Boseman in the in it the is. Reavers, yeah. which is. is different from what it and was. Purple. But obviously, and then it ends in purple for for Wakanda, which yeah, is yeah, which yeah. is a nice touch. It was a lovely touch. Uh, present day, and the question is, when does this take place in the Marvel Cinematic Universe? It's just it's just two weeks after uh, Captain America: Civil War, which even though it was, it was released two years later, it's two weeks in their storyline. Um, and, and we of course, find that out near the end, then, don't we? I know. It's right with that news, uh, that BBC News Oh, the BBC News show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and, but of course, Civil War. Uh, I think 2016. Is it, is it actually 2016? Because I know there is, I like a, there is a really bit of a difficult to keep up. But because 2012 is accurate. Yeah, I think 2016 is accurate. Okay. Um which marked Black Panther's first appearance in the MCU. So for me, I remember when they were sort of, it was clear they were pushing Black Panther hard in Civil War, and I was kind of like a wrestling fan of this. And wrestling fans, if you feel there's a character they're trying to shove down your throat, there's almost a reaction to, like, push back against it. Yeah. But over the course of the movie, there's that great scene at the end with him and Zemo, and we totally got to do Civil War one day because it's an amazing film. I love Civil War. It's it's in my top five Marvel films. It might be one of my, my my favorites to watch. At some point, we're gonna have to do like a top Marvel thing. Oh yeah, 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 as, yeah. As, as, as like a real, as like a round table yeah, and yeah. go through the best Marvel. I films. have seen most of them now. To be fair, I've only I've only got one. I'm missing one. Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel. I've not that. seen Black Which Widow. Which is weird because you know it's kind of like I kind of like the fact it's set in the nineties. I really want to go check really, that out. I, I really like. I just Captain haven't made Marvel. time for it. That's all. Um, it's amazing when you got a film podcast how little time you have to watch regular movies sometimes. <laughs> I honestly didn't mind it, to be honest. But yeah. I'm, I don't think they're going to bring her back, though. Well, as a character, they'll bring her back. Oh, as a character, What yes. will they do? If, I don't know. It's probably awesome, be, awesome. You can check. There's like 19 different Marvel films slated for... Yeah. I think... She, no, she, she is involved in the next couple of projects. I know that much. Is yeah, she? but the question is, is there, a, is there a Captain Marvel 2 is the question we're asking. Uh, surely they yes. have done it by now. The problem is she's too powerful of a character. Exactly. That's the exact... I mean, what do you do with her? Because they had to go, oh, there's a lot of other planets. Yes, but but Thanos is here now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanos is here. Yeah. Like, yes, the other planets take care of themselves, but he's, he's a threat to the whole universe. Bring her back. Yeah. The Marvels is coming out next year. And she's part of that? Which is... Basically, Captain Marvel 2, yeah. Aim for the green. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Aim for the green. You keep... Today, I don't know if you've noticed, but the third time you put your phone down on the table, and it's been very hard each time. Sorry, I will... Um, I'll put it... I won't even put it just, down on the nerd box. No, just endeavour to just put it down nicely. That's all. Well, I do, but it gets caught on, like, the knuckle of my hand on oh, the okay. inside to then goes... Because then we get the thud. Yeah. Yeah. I'm try- oh, there we go. I did it. There you go. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> so you just proved it really wasn't that hard after oh, no, all. no, it was. Like, that, was, that took me like three seconds to go. Have I mentioned that we have a Patreon? <laughs> 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 that's Patreon. If you want to support this financially, that's patreon.com slash BFE. Oh, Much like the phone situation, we kept it simple for you. It's fun that was watch. not simple. <laughs> uh, let's talk about... Uh, no, no, no. Nope. Um, 
so the Wakanda is poor, BBC tells us, and doesn't participate in foreign aid or trade. Or trade, and it's assumed by everybody that the, the kingship will go to T'Challa. Here is my big plot hole with this film. Mm-hmm. Why was T'Challa the Black Panther before he was king? Because Dad wasn't is too old to do Black Panther anymore. Right, but he has the power to d- do it. So he's already. Is there a problem with sort of electing almost like a replacement king in a system where you have to have a challenge? So you've already set him up as the incumbent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you, why, do you get what I mean? That's why he did, the Black Panthers. Right, but he's been the guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, if yeah. you've let him do the job, doesn't it reduce the, the odds that someone's going to challenge you? And is that fair? I've got a lot of problems with the internal logic of of, of Wakanda power succession. Yeah, Black, Pan- Black Panther doesn't have to be the king. The king doesn't have to be Black no, Panther. Here's the correct. When was answer. this uh, again? Was it Civil War? 2016. Two weeks after Civil War. Oh, okay. Yeah, because he's he's, he's he's Black Panther, Black in, that. Panther in that. So he? here's the correct. I mean, the correct answer is nobody wants to see T'Challa running around not being. Black Panther in Civil War. He has to be Black Panther. Yeah, he does. And they go, yeah. okay, now we got to like reverse engineer our ways out of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah How yeah, are we going to do us, this? They tell us at the beginning that the Black Panther is was the mightiest warrior. That doesn't right. have to be the king. But the king's had like this... No, no, but, because the Black Panther is. That's part of the reason why yeah. you get that. You drink it after you're, you're made king. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Only if you win the challenge. No, the, but but then that, that's you're king. That's you're how they king. determine who the king is. <laughs> they are one and the same. The king has to be the Black Panther. So no matter about bloodline, and he's someone been, challenged the king's you. been drinking this juice. He should still be like 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 no, Arnold you only, on steroids. You only, you only drink it once, right? But he, it should still be with him. Maybe you age out of it. He's quite old. He is quite old. I'm going to Google it. You only drink it. Well, I thought you drink it several times because they de. Well, yeah, but like you don't have to keep drinking once, it once you've got one, it in you. Once you've done, that's why they have to get rid of it. Oh, okay. Because he has to take it away. So they've got what? By the way, what potion's that? We didn't see that flower. No. It's the same. It seems, oh, well, the it seems weird it. that we'd have like a flower to take the power and a flower to give it. It's kind of like it's very vibranium. Alice in Wonderland. Eat me, drink me. Yeah. It's vibranium in it. Yeah. Is it, it the same plant but mushed up? But that's the same thing. The thing gives Maybe if you heat one up and you cool one down. Maybe. Maybe it does that. Maybe if you know. just eat from one side of the plant and not the other side of the plant. Maybe. Um, so then we go to... Maybe it destabilizes when you water it down. Let's talk about the Chala. The Black Chala. Panther. Yep. Chadwick Boseman. Oh, this is a... I can't Google this because it will absolutely spoil. Take it away. Don't do it. Full full disclosure, we have not seen Black Panther 2 at time of recording. No, we haven't. So, Boseman didn't audition for the role. He was was instead, he met and discussed what he wanted to do with the role with Marvel, and that was good enough for them. So, I didn't know Chadwick Boseman before this, did you? I didn't know him either. No. Um, He earned $2 million for appearing in the film. Good for him. So, the previous people... Up for grabs on this. Liam, who is the A-lister? The A-lister was Wesley Snipes. Yes, it was Wesley Snipes. Now, the only reason I say this is because back in the early 90s, Wesley Snipes was all over the place, and he's he's a bit of a martial artist. He was massive. He was the only one who could have done this. Like, yes. you think about your big black Hollywood actors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Denzel's not doing this. No. Or no. Lawrence Fishburne. No, no, no. You know, so, yeah. Definitely, definitely Wesley Snipes. Yeah. Um, the other one who was up for it, if it was a different, was, uh, uh, I always get struggle with this, which gentleman's name? Digimon Hansu? Uh, Have you seen Amistad? Have you seen 12 Years a Slave? Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. That guy. Oh, the tall guy. Yeah, he's, he's he, in something. He was in Gladiator, wasn't he? He was in Gladiator. Is he also in, oh, what's that terrible one with Zachary Levi? Is he in Shazam? Yes. I think he he's not the guy the, who, the, like, the gives him guy. his powers. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 So yeah, so there we go. I like him. I like him, but I don't think he's Black Panther. 
no, even no, at the, no. even at the height of whatever he was, he's an accent piece in that film. So he, yeah. yeah, yeah. But but Wesley Snipes could have been this. But of course he did Blade, and once he does Blade, Blade that's it. Yeah, yeah, you're Blade. Yeah, you can't yeah. be Blade and Black Panther. No, 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 no. no. So uh, Bozeman called T'Challa an anti-hero who is very much aware of his responsibility as the leader of Wakanda. I'm sorry, I love Chava Bozeman. Rest me. You are. He is not an anti-hero. <laughs> he is like the most honorable man there ever was. There is, yeah, this yeah. isn't you know you know who an anti-hero is John McClane. Oh, that's yeah, an yeah, anti-hero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stone Cold Steve Austin anti-hero. <laughs> yeah. like, like flawed men. This is not a flawed man. No, no, not at all. No. Uh, Black Panther suit, which forms on his body, was inspired by a similar design from the comic book series Black Panther: A Nation Under Our Feet, designed by artist Brian Stelfreeze. Cool name. Cool mm-hmm. name. Cool name. Uh, originally, from what I, I remember hearing this, I don't have it in my notes, but I remember hearing this. There was an impulse to try and do that that typical thing where something happens outside of America or Britain. You just make him sound British. Oh, okay. Um, but apparently, I think it was Shadow Bozeman who went, no, no, we're not doing that. We're going to go more African, which yep. totally lines up with this film and should have been the way it was. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Bozeman worked with the same dialect coach he had for Message from the King released in 2016 i haven't seen that i haven't and worked with Maurice crump to stay in shape between civil war and black panther uh, to prepare for the role bozeman visited south africa twice examined shaka zulu patrice lumumba speeches from nelson mandela and fella kuti songs talked to yoruba babalao and trained in dambe capoeira angola and zulu stick fighting and also took a dna test to better understand his african ancestry that's very cool capoeira that's a brazilian martial art yep uh, it, it says Angola, so it must be an African Maybe variation, of, variation that. of it. Yeah. yeah. Do we know what language it is that they speak in every so often? Um, yes, I do. Okay. I'll come to it. Cool. Because I don't know where I've put it, but I remember I have it in here somewhere. Cool. I'm just, in, just intrigued. Uh, we go to Nigeria, um, and there's some human trafficking going on. And he sort of, this is the first time we see him in his reveal, and it's very Batman. Yeah, and it all of a sudden they sort of look up and they illuminate what's in the trees, and he's just sort of sitting there waiting to come down. It's very Batman. It is, it is. Which is hard because everything's been done before. Yeah, yeah. That's just the nature of things. But it was very. But it happens to the uh, ancestor panthers that are in the tree when they go to the ancestral plane. It makes sense that the panthers are in the trees. Abs- yep, hundred percent right, and not something that I thought of. So well done. Um, he's turns out though this woman comes out, starts yelling at him. They've ruined her mission. They've ruined her cover. And this is Nakia. Sorry, I had to. <laughs> uh, this is played by Jupiter Nyongo. I'm sorry. I'm going to try my best with these names. You're doing well. Uh, Nyongo called Nakia a departure from her comic counterpart. She begins the film fighting for enslaved women in Nigeria. Nyongo trained in judo, jujitsu, silat, and Filipino martial arts. Uh, T'Challa says he will be crowned king and wants her there. And she goes, yeah, all right. Yeah, okay. I mean, that's a fair, reasonable thing. I want you to come home. I'm going to make king. But you can kind of see where this has been um, uh, a love interest, can't you? Well, I really struggled to start to go, they're brother and sister? Because they, they keep calling her sister Nakia. And I'm like, is she like a sister sister? Or is this more like a term of um, camaraderie? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah. Um, and then we meet, because we haven't mentioned it yet, we meet Okoye, played by Denai Guerrera. I love Okoye. Uh, director Ryan Coogler cast Guerrera based on a performance in Mother of George. Uh, she's also apparently in The Walking Dead. Hang on, who's this one? 
This is the bald woman who's the oh, leader of the Dora Milaje. Yeah. Uh, have you her. seen The Walking Dead? Nope. I bet you Ethan has. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I uh, love her. Which, much like myself, Ryan Coogler had not seen The Walking Dead, so didn't know anything about her. Uh, Guerrero said the fighting skills she learned playing Michonne, which is her character from The Walking Dead, complemented the skills of Okoye, but noted that Dora Milaje are a secret service, which did intelligence as well as fighting. She explained that though her character is stoic, she has an unexpected sense of humor. She has a heart, but for her country and for her people. Mm-hmm. Dora Milaje translates to the Adored Ones, a group of female soldiers who protect Wakanda. In the comics, each of the tribes send the most powerful female fighters to join the Dora Milaje Guard. Uh, her head was reshaved every day to have her head tattoos applied. The head tattoos took two and a half to three and a half hours to apply. Wow. Wow. Yep. Uh, well, I did shave my head. I just did it once, and there were no <laughs> tattoos applied to me. Nope. The makeup kept coming off, though. It felt like I was reapplying that for two and a half to three and a half hours every day. I did go through a phase recently where I was shaving my head every three days. It's a lot of work, isn't it? It is a lot of work, yeah. Uh, While in London promoting the film, Martin Freeman, remember that name for later. Martin Freeman. Introduced his young son, Joseph, to his co-star, Denai Guerrero, who played Okoye. The boy, it turned out to be his son's favorite character in the film. According to Denai, the boy was so entranced by the experience, he would not let go of her hand. Denai was deeply touched by how the film had so completely captured the imagination of one so young. And during an interview with Michael Martin on the radio program, All Things Considered, Denai Guerrero, this is an answer for your question, Georgia, said the language spoken by Wakandans is a real language. Zosa. X-H-O-S-A. I'm believing that would be pronounced Zosa. A South African language characterized by clicks and glottal stops. It's the same language that is native to Nelson Mandela from the Cape region of South Africa. And Mr. John Connie, who plays T'Challa's father, T'Chaka, he is Josa. And so he, so they started and agreed what language was going to be the language of Wakanda during Captain America Civil War. I say I have a friend who is from South Africa and grew up there for like, was lived in South Africa for 18 years um, and she speaks Afrikaans which is one of the other most popular languages in Africa and especially South Africa Yeah, I think but Afri- she speaks parts of Afrikaans I, I don't know enough about this but I'm, I'm thinking Afrikaans is a bit of a hybrid between it's like a bastardized English and something else is it not? Uh, Afrikaans is its own language but parts of that yes. language are English words that's, yeah. yeah that's what I'm yeah, yeah. Yeah. isn't that what another character speaks? uh I don't, oh, I think, I don't know. I know I know who you're thinking of. I don't know. You know who I'm thinking of. I do. More on Medora Milaje. Uh, they were cast from a pool of actresses, stunt women, and Broadway dancers so that each individual Dora could have specialized skills they brought to the table. Love the that. process of finding these women was long and difficult that people in the casting department humorously dubbed the search Finding Dora. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Yeah, the Warriors of Wakanda take part in a training session with General, General Okoye as she teaches you the five tenets of the Dora Milaje, the Black Panther's guards, Wakanda forever. And Is that, that happens at the in, park? Happens in the park, yeah. yeah. Oh, I want to do that. The actresses who played the Dora Milaje obviously had to agree to shave their heads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I think they look amazing. Uh, they go to Wakanda and we're told by um, T'Challa how this never gets old. And Wakanda's hidden behind a cloaking device. It looks like they're about to fly through a uh, tree. But instead, no, no, you fly through through a tree and then you uh, find yourself in a land full of CGI. Yeah, too much CGI. <laughs> really, really modern looking. And we meet Shuri, played by Letitia Wright. I'm sure if Ethan was here, this is where he'd talk about, I think Letitia Wright said some things that were a little bit... Um, 
Is she the mother? No, she's the, the sister. sister. Oh, the sister. I think she said some things either about vaccinations or something that was a little bit. Oh, okay. Something. I'll have a look. Jordan's like, we don't need the specifics, but just the idea of kind of the realm of what she said. Yeah, yeah. Because we were curious. Uh, I remember Ethan saying quite frequently he was worried it would delay the release because they didn't know necessarily if she'd survive the film. Oh, uh, okay. Would they recast? Would they something? I believe I'm speaking correctly. Oh, okay. Um, Wright described Shuri as uh, innovative of spirit and mind, wanted to take Wakanda to, quote, a new place, and felt she was a good role model for young black girls. Uh, executive producer Nate Moore called Shuri the smartest person in the world, even more so than Tony Stark. Now, I'm going to say, careful with Tony Stark. He figured out time travel in one night. Yeah, mm-hmm. the guy's a genius. Does, does, does Shuri get blipped, is my question. Could you imagine if if those two put their heads together? And what they'd come up with. Don't know. They could have total world domination. <laughs> uh, between takes, Letitia Wright amused her co-stars by rapping in oh, Shuri's oh, costume and was nicknamed Baby MC Underbite <laughs> by Dinal Guerrero, who plays Okoye, head of yeah, the yeah, dog. Yeah. Dora Milaje. It's a lot of words. It's a lot of words. You're doing very well. <laughs> uh, and it was Dinal Guerrero who, uh, who encouraged her to do it in the first place. And we also meet Ramona, the, the Queen Mother, formerly the Queen, I guess, played by Angela Bassett. Yeah, I remember Angela Bassett. Renowned Hollywood actress. Oh, brilliant. Uh, How Stella Got Her Groove Back, I believe, is Angela Bassett. I know she had a role in the final seasons of ER, where she was a, a big character there. Yeah. Uh, she wore a silver waist-length wig for the role that was made from 120 pieces of hair, hand-rolled into dreadlocks. Georgia, have is we found anything on uh, Letitia Wright yet? Beautiful, beautiful wig. Just that. That was. That she was. Um, yeah, she basically put out a video that she where she spoke about, uh, expressed doubts about climate change and all sorts of different things, but also mostly was talking about um, how... Well, she, she's gone on quote recently saying, my intention was not to hurt anyone. My only intention of posting the video was it raised my concerns with what the vaccine contains and what we're putting so was, in our bodies. It was vaccine stuff. It's okay. vaccine stuff, yeah. Yeah, anti-vaxxer, basically. Well done. Um, <laughs> no, well, for remembering. Remembering it, yeah. I said, you know. Ethan, so it's, like, it's like a little like, hologram of Ethan on my shoulder <laughs> just talking in my ear and me going, oh, okay, let's make sure we don't edit any of this out. <laughs> uh, Shuri wants the beads back. Uh, just be, And it's something that she sent him with. And he goes, they work fine. She goes, just because something, does, something works doesn't mean it can't be improved. Another thing with these beads. Yep. Right, um, they all they hold them around the wrist, which you would with beads and stuff, right? Yep. And they all do different things, I assume, or do they all are they universal in what they do? Because we use one for healing. I think the beads do whatever we need them to do in this. Oh, uh, okay. And do they get replaced, or do I, she's constantly upgraded them? I would guess. Okay. <laughs> um, she walks away and gives her brother a middle finger, and without looking, uh, Ramonda, Ramonda, I think that's right, played by Angela Bassett, it's like Shuri, and she goes, "Sorry, mother," and she knows that was cute. Yeah. yeah. Then we go to London, UK, and as opposed to Wakanda, things like orange and like warm and beautiful. Everything's blue. Yeah. Everything's gray. <laughs> And we go to the Museum of Great Britain, and it's this external shot of a place that just looks terrible. It does. Does that place exist? I, I asked the same question to Liam. I don't no. think so. I don't think there no. is a Museum of Great Britain. No, no, no. Uh, there, no. I'm almost certain there isn't. There's the, there's the British National Museum. What's it called? The British... There's the Museum of Natural History. There's the yeah. br- there's a, the Royal. It's all called Royal or British or something like that. And then there's but, yeah. the V and A, and there's all, all, all the different, different ones. ones. I'm trying to think of the I one. I don't that, think there is a Museum of And Great most of ours are free. Yeah. Yeah. So we go in. I love a good museum. And uh, we meet uh, N'Jaka, uh, also known as Eric Stevens, who will also be known as Killmonger, played by... British, the British Museum, but not... 
is, is a museum. Yeah, but not the Museum of Great Britain. No. no. Played by, it's a much better looking building. Mm-hmm. This place looked crap. Oh yeah, no, the British Museum is like, columns and yeah. stuff on the front yeah it's yeah. gorgeous in the middle of london as well as this place it looked like it was like on the outskirts of just yeah. some random town <laughs> um but uh this is played by of course michael b jordan yes creed from the film creed i said you didn't know. i think is that the guy it took you a while i did it was yeah, quite yeah, late yeah. in the film you went is he creed I'm like, yes, yeah <laughs> michael b jordan had previously auditioned for another role in the marvel cinematic universe any guesses um, not a clue falcon uh, yes yep i was just thinking to the hard part is because he, he's really good in this mm. he's really good so as it would have been like oh be, be, oh it'd be awesome if he had been he holds his own really well here doesn't he he's really good as a villain mm. which i'm not sure anthony haven't seen anthony mackie in oh what was that uh uh, uh the hate you give yeah i'm not sure anthony mackie's a good villain he's no. too likable yeah he's, he's like he's got the same quality you've got Liam. he's also you short can't help but love him <laughs> oh, he's also short you. you know what i mean yeah. um everyone's tall so michael me. b jordan wanted to play a villain for a while and like in killmonger and t'challa's relationship to the x-men characters magneto and professor x uh, he added that Killmonger is strategic, thoughtful, patient, and trained to a T. His bumpy ritualistic markings will later see the movie on his chest and torso. Uh, consisted of 90 individually sculpted silicone molds that took two and a half hours to apply. And then he would have to sit in a sauna for two hours at the end of a day to remove the prosthetics. Now, I believe it only gets shown in one scene, but. Uh, several scenes, I think. But, Do you think so? Yeah, yeah um, a couple. The only thing, my only thing is, he says that a mark of every person he's killed. Yep. Right? It looks remarkably really well set. Imagine like, all right, I've killed one person, got that scar. you got like... It's very symmetrical. It's it very symmetrical, yeah. isn't it? They're scars he's given himself after he's killed someone, not no, scars I, from But him. if you're giving no, yourself no, know, scars, right? like that's amazing like precision. Oh, yeah. And all over his back and everything. Yep. But now that looks so good, do you carry on going down <laughs> your arms and stuff like that? What do you do? Like I'm, do I've, I mean? I've run out of canvas. Yeah. yeah. I guess I'm a pacifist now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, the scars on his body are from a body modification called scarification, a dying tradition carried out by some African tribes. Some use it as a form of identity or social status and some to mark milestones achieved in life. For Killmonger, of course, it's for each person he's killed. Uh, this can be seen as a misguided way for him to connect with his African ancestry. Uh, his dreadlocks hairstyle was a modern take on the character's long hair from the comics. And to prepare for the role, he studied Malcolm X, Marcus Garvey, Huey P. Newton, Fred Hampton, and Tupac Shakur, and cited Heath Ledger's portrayal of the Joker in The Dark Knight as an influence. Oh. I can see that. Yeah. Um, to prepare for the role. I don't know how I got these scars. That's right. I gave them, <laughs> I gave them myself after I killed people. <laughs> to prepare for the role, uh, Michael B. Jordan kept to himself while he was on set, reasoning that his character is distant and in conflict with the other characters. I love actors who do stuff like this. Do you know what? I'm going to sit by myself because that's. I I love it. It winds me up because I go, but like, no, you're missing out on the experience of making the film and enjoying making the film because you can't act without isolating yourself. But here's the deal the experience is temporary, but the end product is forever. Yeah, but then he's act. really good in this. He is very, very good in it. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm not saying you go to the extremes that like Dustin Hoffman. We talk about Dustin Hoffman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going to try to act into your boy and all that sort of yeah. stuff, right? Like, this isn't that. This is just. I'm just going to keep it to myself. I, I really rate it. I think it's great. Oh, okay. Um, I'll be going around hugging everyone. 
I know you would. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Michael B. Jordan was allowed to keep his pa- Panther costume at the end. Really? Uh, he wants to know about the artifacts from an expert. Apparently, the Museum of Great Britain is the only museum in the history of the world without cards that explain what everything is. Because <laughs> I've been to a lot of museums, What's and this? they have a card for everything. everything. Yep. Like, this is a coin that we think was probably used in New Market. And it's not just a, a market. A market? Um, um a card, a, a card. Yep, with a, with a bit of text on it. You also get like a barcode now, don't you? We can have you a get listen. QR codes and listen to something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some some staunchy guy probably from the BBC. He goes, <laughs> "What you are looking at is a coin from Newmarket." <laughs> I do really enjoy though in this next little bit where he says, "Oh, so you're the expert, and it's a white woman." Yeah, interesting. Yeah, like there's I, there's definitely a commentary being made. I there. was watching a clip from a show by uh, the British comedian James A. Castor, who talks about British museums. Yeah, and the fact that you know the notion of basically how did stuff end up in museums is basically this. Yep. Well, I got nicked, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, nick it. Yeah. And then people come around and go, uh, you know, some people from 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 these nations come and go, we'd like our stuff back, and the answer is no. <laughs> We're not finished looking at it yet. <laughs> There's many people who haven't looked at your stuff. And until we do so, we're not giving it back. We need Finders keepers. Years. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and that's basically the, the plot line we're about to do. Um, so he corrects this woman on an artifact. She goes, it's just from somewhere. I forget. And he goes, no, it's Wakanda. And I'm taking it back. Turns out he's poisoned her coffee. And down she goes. But in comes the medics. And one of the medics is Ulysses Clow played by or claw played by andy circus yeah georgia you recognize this guy only from marvel stuff he's been in two other films we've done on the pod already uh, okay no then i didn't and he was in another film with martin freeman well that's one of the films we've done in the pod oh yeah we've done one of the films yeah we have have we have we done any other martin we've done the first one. Oh, okay oh but we haven't done hang on no we haven't done that Maybe we got a glimpse of him. I think we only got a glimpse of him in the first oh, one. Oh, okay. He's, is he in Lord of the Rings? He's in Lord of the Rings. He's in Lord of the Rings, yeah. He plays Gollum. Oh, if, excuse me for not realizing no, who no, he no, was. No, no, no. Second one. <laughs> second one, though, is a film that you've seen multiple times. Okay. And he's, he's in The Prestige. He's David Bowie's assistant. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but he doesn't look anywhere near his... Like, he's jacked in this. Yeah, he is. I got a don't later on, but I'll say it now. Well done. He's huge. As a film, he's like in, little Gollum. He's like ah, he, he was the CGI motion capture yeah, guy. Yeah, he was the he was the motion capture guy when he, when he did um, uh, Planet of the Apes and yeah, all that. For, yeah, for a long yeah he was uh, he was a uh, uh, oh what's the lead ape's name? I forget. Oh, I can't remember. Something oh I want to say Cosmo, but that's not. That's my, brain, my brain went to Lucy. That's, yeah. I know he, that's not right. He does all the CGI stuff. Yeah. Doesn't he? So he was he was Mr. CGI, and then he started to build himself a career outside of it. The guy's a fine actor. I like him. He's have you probably never seen it because that's a, a straight to video DVD movie. Yeah, these aren't really my forte, but go ahead. The Escapist. No, um, it's got Johnny Lee Miller and him in it. Okay, that's, that's actually quite a good movie. Um, he's, he's amazing in that. Uh, Chadwick Boseman described uh, Claw as a threat to Wakanda, one of the few outsiders that enter the country. Some will have access to vibranium and compare the character to Osama bin Laden. Oh. Andy Serkis added that in his, his addition to his desire for vibranium, Claw is motivated by a personal vendetta against T'Challa and to expose what he thinks is the hypocrisy of Wakanda. Uh, Andy Serkis impressed director Ryan Coogler with his ability to take dives, do falls, and throw his body around, all while understanding the parameters of the video effects for his sonic blaster arm cannon. Uh, basically, the fact that he was able to act as if his real arm wasn't there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they'd have to take it all out digitally, wouldn't they? Yeah, That's yeah, good, yeah. yeah. 
Which, of course, he's used to doing. If he's used to doing so much CGI, he can understand what the parameters are. I guess it's the idea about two-thirds of your body is going to be actually filmed. Yeah. And then here's the one that's like, yeah, it's really good. The thing is, though, again, with the CGI of this, of his arm, I watch very closely, and you can still see that his arm was still an arm, digitally done out, because of the way it moves. It just yeah. seemed a bit, I don't know, it just seemed a bit odd. It didn't rip me from my immersion. I was all right with it. No, I, I was all right after, after, after a few times um he poses as a medic and then ironically shoots, shoots a bunch of people i love this. including one he's like no no no, you get to go don't tell <laughs> just anyone. don't tell anybody <laughs> and then he goes and he shoots from the back and michael b jordan's like eric killmonger's like what well why did you do that oh you want you don't want them all together you need to make it look amateur yeah <laughs> spread them out um they steal a bunch of things including this giant piece of wakandan uh vibranium from this uh pickaxe um eric's looks at this mashing he gets asked is that from a condo as well he goes no nah, i'm just feeling it and i'm like already he's one of the better villains in mcu history even yeah. at this point one, yeah. he's just good he gets who his character is um the lunch girl this girl who's working the coffee cart she's you got a there's a lingering shot as the medic come in she sort of stares at him like oh you're gonna be a villain and she was why was she there though she's uh, part of the operation isn't she yeah but what she's she, serving coffee she's there oh the coffee Oh, the coffee that's good. Oh, that's clever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's weird how we didn't have it start with the coffee and give a reagency in that. Yeah. Yeah, interesting. Um, We go to the ceremony. and I wonder if that was cut. That feels like they probably filmed that and it was cut. Yeah, maybe. We go to the ceremony of, uh, well, something this film loved to do was just give, here's some exposition. (laughs) You didn't pay attention. You're putting your body. She looks at the coffee. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Why show us when you can tell us? Yeah, exactly. Um, the coronation ceremony, it's very orange. The waterfall appears as if from nowhere. And T'Challa comes out from a ship, and the waterfall's walls are filled with color and people. And this is where we meet Zuri, played by Forrest Whitaker. Uh, so he's the other guy who appears in both timelines. The guy who plays the younger version of him also has the surname Whitaker. Oh, but okay. no relation. Oh, what wow. else is that? That is very weird. Uh, Kugler called Zuri a religious and spiritual figure, referencing the spirituality of Wakanda from the comics and compared him to Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah, ah. I can... It feels a bit forced. <laughs> forced. Oh, I was that. That's quite funny. <laughs> but no, I mean, because like, Obi-Wan wasn't like, let's do a ritual. Like, no, Obi-Wan no, was no, just no. like, let me talk to you. I think, I think what he's trying to say is, you know, the way he, he um, carried himself. Sure. Which, which one is Zuri? Is he the guy who does the he's in, in gets, the purple and blue? Yeah, he's yeah, the guy yeah, yeah. who hangs out either on top of the waterfall, like referee and in the he, fight. Yeah, kind of referee. Or yeah. he's the guy who buries you in the red dirt later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, the one who grows the plants. Yes. Just with Zuri and Shuri, I was like... Yeah. Right. Zuri's also a major tie-back to T'Chaka for T'Challa. T'Challa will remove the strength of the Black Panther from the first film we saw him in. And any tribe is now given a chance to challenge. Um, and there's a great fake out where Suri goes, I'm really want to get out of this corset. And it's like, oh, that Suri doesn't take anything seriously. <laughs> um, there's a rumor, some scuttlebutt, shout out to Hermes, <laughs> that um, it was Donald Glover's idea to do the fake out. Oh, okay. For whatever it's worth. Yeah. Yeah. 
I enjoyed it because you make it make because obviously it's after they ask if any royalty would like to challenge because the tribes get to challenge and then anyone of royal blood gets to challenge Time. and that's when she speaks up, which yeah. is it's a funny bit. I like she it. hates her corset and wants to go home. Uh, of course she did. Enter Mbaku, played by Winston Duke. I thought he was great. Mbaku's uh, great. Yeah. He just described uh, Duke described the Jabari people as people who strongly believe that to move forward you have to have a strong adherence and respect for the past. So they have a deep moral conscience. Character elements from Christopher Priest's. A series of Black Panther were adapted for Mbaku's portrayal in the film. In the comics, he's known by the name Man Ape. Um, Marvel so, felt yeah. that doesn't sit well. Yeah, you can understand no, no, why no, they've no, no, no. redacted that. Um, he is called Great Gorilla at one point, but that's different than calling him Man Ape. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I just thought that was association with animals, just like it would, but it's just a danger. Yeah, 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 I, yeah, I know yeah. what you're saying. Yeah, but they still use the mask of of an ape, don't sure. they? Yeah. Yeah. But just, just better not, not to say that, I yeah, suppose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, this aspect of the character was that he worked on the Jabari tribe, worshipped the gorilla gods, and M'Baku still had elements of fur on his arms and legs and a chest plate that hinted the gorilla, and he was called Great Gorilla at one point later in the film. Uh, more like symbolized like a silverback type thing. I guess so, yeah. yeah. More continued, Manape is a problematic character for a lot of reasons, but the idea behind Manape we thought was really fascinating. It's a line that we're walking and hopefully walking successfully. I think so. I'd say so. I think so, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. they're more aggressive, more, and that's yep. what his character is. To further differentiate them, a Duke spoke a version of a Nigerian Igbo language rather than the Joza language spoken by the other Wakandans. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got an issue with Suri doing the technological advancements while shunning tradition and the crowning of a king who couldn't protect his own father. And you're kind of sitting there going, you're not wrong. No. I mean, that's what makes this part of this film so fascinating is that actually at times Killmonger and M'Baku are more right in certain situations than T'Challa is. And that's what makes it this yep. interesting story is because T'Challa has to learn from other people and not just do what he thinks is right. So T'Challa, so he challenges, and T'Challa accepts the challenge. <laughs> He's obviously going with a speech prepared, and T'Challa just cuts him off and goes, I accept your I challenge. Accept <laughs> and they do the fight. And my question is, why is the most technologically advanced nation in the world settling their leadership in this capacity? In such a Neanderthal kind of, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, raw state. Why is it just, yeah, let's get the men together. Whoever can smash every skull in must be fit for international relations. Yeah. Let's get let's get let's get King Charles and let's get uh, Rishi Sunak and they can have a big fight and whoever lasts. Well, we know who's going to win. Can win there. <laughs> the lettuce. Um, <laughs> I think probably because usually they still do it as just literally a ceremony, as like this is what we've always. Well, done. he does this speak to do. it as being this is my coronation ceremony. There's no, I don't think there's any thought, but anybody's and, actually, and going, actually to, going to challenge, yeah. and it's only because someone actually does challenge that they have to fight. Yep. I don't think it probably is usually the way they don't usually have a fight every time. And this is this only as you are crowned king, or is this every year? In no, no, it's only for coronation. Coronation, I believe. Yeah. Oh, okay, so that is not, not something he's challenged every year. Well, I mean, the question was, why does Eric get to him? Is it because Eric missed the first one? I guess. But yeah. he challenges and it's accepted, so maybe you can just come you there? Can If just you're of royal blood, you probably can come? Yeah, yeah, but it doesn't have to be accepted, maybe. Maybe. Maybe if you're of royal blood, you can do it whenever. Yeah. <laughs> don't know. Um, it's not a horrendous system. Like, not with the fighting, but like, if you were, no, if you're like someone who is in the vicinity of the job role and you're going you're not doing a good job i want to challenge you to take it on and do a better job 
Okay. People should be able to challenge authority if they're not doing a good job. Maybe not with a fist fight. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine? There's got to be rules. There's got to be rules. No, there, is, there is a rule in the system. They have to challenge. Oh, no, it. Like, like, like Keir Starmer can't just walk across the desk at the House of Commons no, and be like, "I want to see that." I want to see the all of a sudden, all of a sudden the waterfall appears from nowhere. All the parties are there. I, I want to see Labour and Conservatives fight it out. Like votes of no confidence system is, is you're able to put someone out. Well, no, voting no confidence just means you get rid of the leader, though. You don't. Yeah, you don't. It doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't, I mean, just taking over the leadership. But it doesn't spark a general election. No. no, I know it doesn't. Okay. No, I, no, I wasn't talking as if it's like people. I still, okay. still think that's a shit system. But I mean, like they're able to, you're able to come in and go. I am part of your leadership, and you're doing a shit job. I want to try and do. A I think you job. have to have a term. I'm just going to go ahead and speak to politics for a minute. I think you have to have a term, so like five years, because if you want to, sometimes you got to make decisions that aren't going to be good. Yeah, and people aren't going to like, and you need the, the comfort of knowing if I do it in the first year, I've got four years to show that it worked. It's actually four years over here, isn't it? What is it? Is I don't know what it is over. It's four, four years, years in the states. Every states. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you can't. Be... It's five. Are you sure? Oh, it's not, are you sure it's only four I years? Because four so, years is but... four years is absolutely the American standard. Maybe it's five. And that's why most people think it's terms are four years. Oh, Google. Oh, it might be. No. I bet you it's five. Because if Canada's be five. five, that would make sense. Because we almost follow you guys on everything. Yeah. I didn't even come to the mic at all. Like that's how good that mic. Is. <laughs> Liam just coughed, and it maybe it came out ever so slightly, but nothing like it would have. Not like I would have done. Nah. Um. So here we so, go. Hang on. Get back on politics. So, what about um P- Putin? Can he not be toppled? Can he be? <laughs> the question. It. The question is, how much faith do you have in the legitimacy of those elections? Oh, okay. Don't forget, Hitler was Hitler was democratically elected. Yes, he was. Don't yeah, forget yeah. that. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Fidel Castro won like umpteen elections in a row. Yeah. yeah. How many of them do you believe in? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Maximum term is five years. There we go. Oh, okay, well done. Hey, one for the Canadian. The current, Lecture educating the British people about their political <laughs> the system. The current parliament first met on Tuesday the 17th of December 2019. That's a deal. You've got... will dissolve on Tuesday the 17th of December 2024. We have over two years left. Two years. Wow. Yeah. Now, they, now, the difference between the American system and the British slash Canadian system is you can call a new election whenever you want. But they won't bloody do it. Well, oh. you won't do, if if you're so far behind in the polls as the conservatives are. What? Why would you do? Why would you do? You need the time to try and build up yeah. some, some. So the deal is, if you find you're two to three years in, the public aren't sick of elections, and you're like, we we got such a big lead, it's in our best interest. Then you call the election. Then, yeah, of course you do. Believe that's it. why there's an advantage to be in power. <laughs> there is. Um, so um, T'Challa's losing the fight against Mbaku at first. And somehow, as he does it, he has the chance to see his mom who goes, show him who you are. And he goes, I am Prince T'Challa, son of King T'Chaka. And I'm like, I hear you. It's not quite my name as Inigo Montoya. <laughs> <laughs> my father prepared to die. die. Um, but he ends up, you can always tell he's going to win in one of these fights because it's never the person who starts off winning. Yeah. Um, and so he gets Mbaku in this like chokehold. He's like right on the cusp of this like waterfall. Yeah. Like I think the way it's been shot, like he would have fallen over. Of course he would. But he goes, you have fought with honor. Now yield. And he won't do it. And he says to Mbaku, your people need you. And I'm like, oh, this is pretty good, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, there's a tap out, which apparently that's MMA and it's Wakandan before I give up. <laughs> yeah. Lots of cutaways to close-ups. <laughs> literally what a human instinct is. If, if you'll be, is to like that, is that stop, originates stop, in, stop. That originates in MMA in like the nineteen nineties. 
No, that, that's no, human I think instinct. You won't tap out on that's absolutely human instinct. Stuff like that. <laughs> uh, 1990s. Oh, sorry, that was uh, there's lots of cutaways to close ups in the siege because we don't want to shoot too many long shots because it's all CGI. So yeah. get some close ups on people who we haven't Did met they yet. Actually, shoot in the water. That fight that. was it in water. I want to find. <laughs> it feels like that was in water. We're told Wakanda forever. Oh, I can't Google things. And then we go to, yes, that's a good choice. Then we go to a dark room, and he once again gets the powers of the Black Panther. He's buried in red sand and flashes back to the explosion that killed his father in Civil War. He then wakes up in ceremonial white robes, and he rocks them. Like, it looks really good. Yep. He's in a tree with all these Black Panthers on them. And a black, Is that his ancestors? Yeah. 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 A Black Panther jumps out of a tree, and they have this father-son uh, moment on the Serengeti. Um, T'Challa apologizes and goes down to his knees and he's told by T'Chaka to get up because you are now a king. T'Chaka wants to know why he's upset. You've been trained to be a king his whole life. He said, yes, but I'm not ready to be without you. And T'Chaka says any father who does not train his son on how to deal or how to continue after he dies has not succeeded as a father. Interesting idea. Mm. Probably in that kind of role where you're in that sort of power then yeah he didn't say king he said man this is true yeah he did uh i mean i was 11 so you know i wasn't even 11 i was 10 so my situation definitely not yeah um maybe i don't know um i think there is something to it something to it yeah definitely you know what i heard this thing once that said a man becomes a father sorry a man a, a boy becomes a man truly when his father dies and I'm like, well, I wasn't engaged with me. But it, it's, it's a bit more poetic if you're in your 30s or 40s and you have to deal yeah, with this idea yeah, of the person yeah. who I look to for all this advice is now gone. I have to figure out how to make my world without that guiding voice. It must be hard because you have that net, don't you, of, oh, my God, I don't know what to do. I'll go to my dad. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, or your mum. Assuming you or, have that relationship, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. yeah. Or you have a mum in, your, in you know. Um, and once once they've gone, who do you go to? Who do you who do you feel is that next person, you know? Or is there a next person or do you have to figure it out on your own now? Well, yeah. Yeah. Um so he goes, You are a good man, and it is hard for a good man to be king. Uh back to Wakanda. Yeah, because you've got to be just, haven't you? You gotta yeah. be right. Back to Wakanda, Nakia and T'Challa walk. Uh, he wants her to stay. We find out they were boyfriend and girlfriend. Ooh. <laughs> um Nakia says, hey, we need to share what Wakanda has with the rest of the world. And it's like, wow, it's the key ideological debate of the film. <laughs> Do you reckon they were supposed to couple up prob- properly in future films? Yeah. I imagine so. Like she would be queen. I'm not sure about this sharing their technology with the world. Well, that's the debate. Yeah. Because, you know, keeping it contained, and they say through this film, um, we only intervene when we really, really have to. Yep. Because they know they've got the power to. That's the concept: is that both sides feel. As soon as you bring believable, look at the guy that split the atom bomb. Split the atom, make yep. the atom bomb, stuff like that. I mean, Oppenheimer. Is that his name? I believe so. I don't think he was ever thinking to himself, "Oh, I'm making a weapon of mass destruction here." It was just technology advancing, and him doing what he was doing as a scientist. But everything can be used as a weapon, can't it? So as soon as you start using Wakandan um, vibranium around the world, you're pretty screwed, aren't you? Because everyone will have the, the technology and want to steal the technology by hiding it and hiding the technology. The world doesn't 
advance. I mean, not that we did Bowling for Columbine just a few weeks ago, and the idea that the Americans sort of uh, facilitated all these regimes with guns because they were fighting the the side they wanted them to fight on. But then after that war was over, it's like, oh, shoot, they've got all these guns. Shoot. <laughs> <laughs> and then it was like, what do we do? And then you find out, oh, they also continue to now do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, um, I think one of them is like, you know, America provides weapons in Afghanistan, Charlie Wilson's war, which later ends up resulting in, you know, the rise of the Taliban to power yeah, yeah, in yeah. Afghanistan. It's like... Yeah, that's that's hard in a way. No, that's just in the Wakanda and the Marvel Cinematic Universe is is facilitating terrorists, but it's the same argument. Like, what do you do? Because when you give it out, you lose control. Because it's a bit like during the Second World War when we didn't know how to contain fuel to get to the front lines. But the Germans had already figured out how to use and carry fuel to the front line. I mean, they were, their technology was amazing. Only we did it on a mass production so we that's how we get the jerry can, as we know as the cans that we use. Yep. It's because we stole their technology. Jerry, of course, being a... Uh, a term... Sort of a slang term for German. Term yeah, for yeah, German. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. So we, we stole their technology, if you like. So And I feel that's what happened with Wakandan vibranium. Do you know the coolest thing about a proper jerry can? Go on. Is the placement of the handles means you can carry two in one hand because the handles are on one side of the can, which means if you would like, if the handle is in the middle of the oh, can and you try you. and hold two in one you hand, you can't. That's clever. But the handles, if they're on the edge, you can carry well, two in one that's hand. cool. Uh, let's talk about Wakabi, played by Daniel Kaluuya. Yeah. The lead guy from Get Out. Yeah. Uh, he's feeding an apple to a rhino. For the record, <laughs> he's feeding it to a horse. Yeah, I was going to say. And they sort of painted over it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, They also talk ideologies <laughs> until they're connected by an Okoye uh, FaceTime call. And the idea is that Ulysses Clow is going to be, is going to sell the stolen artifact in South Korea tonight. Um, there's so much exposition in like this meeting they have in like, it was like a, like a Jedi War Council meeting. Including finding out that that's Okoye's like partner. Yep, my partner. My king, my by the way, by the way, they 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 killed my parents, and your father never managed to catch him. And he goes, "Yes, it was my my father's number one regret when he died." I'm like, "Wow, we are just like just <laughs> exposition, pew, 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 pew. <laughs> everywhere." Uh, T'Challa says, "I'm gonna go. I'm gonna bring him back." So you you can get see some exposition, him. and you get some exposition. <laughs> uh, in the mines, we get more exposition. Uh, Shuri's got herself. You get some exposition. <laughs> Shuri's got herself an Apple Store. Is what it looks like. Uh, she gives him some shoes. Apparently, if you look at the shoes in Wakandan, it spells out H E I R T'Challa. Okay, Air T'Challa. Uh oh, which is a pun on yeah, 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 yeah. Air Jordan. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, she shows him some necklaces, and he wants the silver one because it doesn't. Uh, it's not as garish. It doesn't stand out as much because he should say- be hidden. Yeah, because I was going to say because his father had the gold one, didn't he? Um, those, those are three new ones, but you see that what's his face? His father had a whole ones. costume. So basically, this this replaces the need to put a costume on. Oh, okay. So basically, oh, the, the costume's hidden in the yeah, in the, the necklace. Yeah. So they're like, this is a great advancement. If by great advancement you mean this allows us to get all those shots of your face, which is what we're paying twenty million dollars for. <laughs> yeah, you know, because Spider Man has the same tech and Iron Man has the same tech. Ooh, nanotech. Cap's mask doesn't stay on very often for very long. Nice. You know, it's all about let's make sure we can see the Hollywood A listers face. Um. So, and then he kind of te- technically kind of kicks his own ass. 
Yep. Because they're told, strike the suit, and he kicks it, and he gets yelled at for it. And he, goes, <laughs> Which is he goes, try it again, and he kicks it, and instead he goes flying because of kinetic energy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. It's a thing. I mean, kinetic energy is a thing. It's yeah, a yeah, thing, but yeah. the idea that this, this yeah, fabric yeah, yeah, yeah. can, like, Oh, yeah, 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 the fact that the fabric can hold it, yeah. If it, if it. So here's the deal. If it could have absorbed all that energy, then it shouldn't have gone flying across the room. No. Because it flying across the room is the result of the energy. But he fly, it flies across the room because the suit takes in what it is t- the suit touches, but because it's on this like tiny little stand thing that just goes flying out from right, underneath Right, but that's it. no transfer of energy. Yeah. Yeah. I know very little about science, but I know that part. <laughs> um, and so we go to South Korea, and this is a chance for me to go, all the licensed music in this film was curated by Kendrick Lamar, and if you want proof of that, like almost every song we heard in this film was by Kendrick Lamar. Uh, we come to a casino, and Nikoye is wearing, sorry, Okoye is wearing a wig, and she doesn't like the wig, which is kind of tee-hee-hee. She, uh, doesn't, she doesn't like having hair. It's I, funny. It is. I like, I like her bald, though. And this is very, um, I said to you before dinner, this is very Bond-esque, this set. It felt like it was like, yeah, we're a third of the way through the movie. Yeah, yeah. We got to meet the villain let, and, and, a, and a Bond girl. Let's have a casino. Yeah, yeah. Uh, T'Challa sees an old friend, and the old friend is Everett K. Ross, played by Martin Freeman. Woo! Uh, Freeman described as having an uneasy piece with, oh, Georgia, do you recognize this was Bilbo Baggins? I recognize that this was Dr. Watson. Yeah. Good enough. Same, 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 same thing. <laughs> I, uh, do, I do know it was him as well, yeah. Uh, this guy was having an uneasy peace with T'Challa. Uh, he added the character goes on to have an enlightening journey to Wakanda. In the film, Freeman and the filmmaker sought to depict Ross as a capable agent rather than just the comic relief, which apparently he is in the comics. Uh, he was asked what it felt like to be one of the only non-black actors on set, and sometimes the only non-black actor on set. And he said, yeah, you think... Right, this is what black actors feel like all the time. Yeah. Freeman and Circus were known as the Tolkien white guys. No, uh, Tolkien. Because <laughs> they were like the Tolkien white guys, but they were from the Hobbit films, Hobbit, so yeah, Tolkien. Yeah. Tolkien, yeah. Amazing. Very, amazing. very funny. Yeah. Um, so then they sit there and they have a bit of a, lack of a better word, they have a pissing contest about who's going to take <laughs> Ulysses Claw home with them. Um, and as they're talking, T'Challa puts a bet down and uh and he, it turns out his bet wins and he walks out and martin freeman's like hey you, you you won your bet and then stan lee shows up i love this bit i'll keep these over here stan <laughs> yeah. just keep basically just steals from t'challa yeah he does doesn't he? um but they're still both determined to take claw out with them and then andy circus shows up and i got my notes here he's so large good for him is this the last um is this the last appearance of stan lee no 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 what was after this? He, I think his last one is in like, is it No Way Home? Or Far oh, From Home? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Spider-Man Far From Home is the they last one. They had some in the can. They had some so in the can, he, didn't yeah. they? Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry. Uh, Andy Sarkis is so large, good for him. He's also funny where, you know, uh, Martin Freeman says, here's my, here's the money. It's in a, diamonds are in a suitcase. And then he just grabs this Wakandan, um, at, not adamantium. That's the other thing. Um, vibranium. vibranium and puts it on the table. And it's like and it's wrapped in, like in a paper, paper bag. bag that just says fragile on it, which yeah. of course it isn't, isn't fragile, but he goes, yeah, I was, uh, <laughs> I was going to buy a fancy suitcase, but I thought I'd save some money. <laughs> And you're not going to believe this, a fight breaks out. And Claw is out of bullets. And, of course, you know, we see T'Challa, like, jump from the floor up to the balcony of this casino. And uh, then um, Claw uses his robot arm. 
I do love this robot arm. It's very cool. And it blows up this giant thing of money. And as they escape out the door, Claw's going, I made it rain. I made it rain. That was awesome. I really like Claw, if I'm being honest. He's very good, yeah. Um, And then Suri is able to drive a car remotely from Wakanda. Um, We talked about this with one of the beads they have. Yeah. Apparently, the voice of the the, the system is Trevor Noah from the, The Daily Show. For anybody who knows South African mm-hmm. comedian Trevor Noah, um, sorry, uh, sorry. And then, meanwhile, Ulysses is like, "Turn on some music. What is this? A funeral?" And you're not going <laughs> to believe this. I believe it was Kendrick Lamar again. So Probably. there we are. There's a chase. It's that part of a movie, isn't it? So there's a cool shot from a Koye where she puts a spear through the windscreen of the uh, car in front of her, yep. and then it lands in the ground, and the car hits the the vibranium spear, and it like you know disintegrates. Uh, we see more use of kinetic energy, which is all right. Uh, everything's kind of going our hero's way, and then Ulysses Claw uses his arm to destroy the girl's car first. So, um, oh, Agoye is kind of like surfing on like a car door. Yeah. yeah. Meanwhile, uh, Nakia she- is like just in the, the the seat and the wheel, the only things that survived. Yeah. It's quite funny because when she. I thought it would be funnier if like the girls were in pieces as they were. Uh- Oh, no. <laughs> don't be killing people she went for her her um remember that at the end of this movie i got some things to say her spear didn't she like she worried that she won't get hold of it yeah does that stabilize her as a i guess the idea that the spear she can use to sort of plant on the ground and stop her momentum because she knows the spear is not going to break oh okay. ah, true because yeah. it's made of vibranium um then we have then to uh, then cloud destroys t'challa's car and we see Suri back in Wakanda just sort of land on the ground. Yeah. <laughs> I'm very, I know it's like, it's, it's amazing, but how does her hologram support her weight? I don't know. And if it's the case, why can't like you just lose connection? And it's still there. But it's still there. It's funnier because, and, and to be fair, she's the sort of person that would program it that way because it's funnier. Is it? Is Absolutely it, she would. Like, it, I mean, if it's like nanotech or whatever that holds her up while she's doing it, the same sort of stuff that's in the suit that allows it to do it. Sure? Yeah. I like Suri very much. I don't know if I'd like her in a bigger role, which makes me anxious for the yeah. new one, but I like her in this role. Okay. Mostly because she's a... And I didn't like her long before she was like, like making all that noise. <laughs> yeah, no, she's she's yeah. a meddling little sister. Like, she, that's, maybe that's, that's why fun. I don't like her. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then uh, T'Challa then destroys Klaus' car. Because apparently you just jump on it and just slice the wheel, and that's should have just no, started he, like, there. Takes the, takes he the takes nuts off. Yeah, and the and the whole and the, the wheel weight. Wheel, comes yeah, off, just start yeah. with that. Um, and he then severs Claw's weaponized arm, and he Claw's asking for mercy, and he goes, "Every breath you take is mercy from me," mm-hmm. which I think was a line from the comics for two different characters, but oh, they okay. repurposed it here. Great, He's a line. good line, yeah. And he stops. He's going to kill him, right? And then Nakia goes, the whole world watches. This might be the only time he crosses any sort of boundary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think they come back and to I this. And I think if they, if they hadn't been recording, I think he probably would have. Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I mean, this is basically what happens, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, yeah. like, you know, fake Captain America does this. Yep. Or he's still, he is Captain America at that point. He's not Agent I've not seen it. America. Oh, Ethan was here. He I saw really, the first yeah. episode. That was it. Okay. Because there was too much talk about buying a boat, and I got bored. I'm on a boat. And <laughs> it wasn't going fast. <laughs> and um, 
so Everett, so that they've got him sort of, they've got Claw put away in this room. Everett Ross, he's trying to, he's so trying to play hard against T'Challa. It just doesn't work. And he says, I want to speak to Claw alone. And of course, our heroes are like, we're going to listen in. I'm sitting here going, like they win every little thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right, tee hee hee, we're on the joke. Um, I like Claw though, how he's just like, oh, I love Claw. He, this. He, he, he's just looking in the mirror, isn't he? I I know you there. He starts singing, what is love? <laughs> Baby, don't, don't hurt me. me. Brilliant. Uh, Claw says, Wakanda, who's the supplier for my arm? Wakanda was the supplier for my arm. They go, yeah, but you took all the vibranium. He says, took all the vibranium. <laughs> they got mines of it. Go ask them. And uh, he outs them for who they are. And then sure enough, um, um, Ross goes and asks them a question. But as this happens, we see the woman from earlier, the coffee lady is now uh, in a van and then we see eric killmonger in the back and they very quickly rescue ulysses claw um as they t'challa runs after them and is blown away by a strange blast and there's a close-up on a ring that's on a necklace right sort of hanging back and forward we find out ross was hit by a bullet in the spine convenient injury is convenient we have to go to wakanda to with save. him to save him. no just he takes a bullet for Oh, was it uh, Nakia or was it... Uh, it's one of them. Was it Agoya? Nakia, I think. Nakia. I think it was Nakia. Yeah. And they argue, is it better to let him die? Because if, if he lives, he will know. And yeah. he's an American intelligence agent. What do we do? Yeah. Now, he's already kept their secret once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Save him. Back in Wakanda, Shuri says, great, another broken white boy for us to fix. This will be fun, <laughs> which is a hint for one of the post-credit scenes. Yep. Yes. Um... I've got Wakabe. Is that his name? Wakabe. Sure. He challenges T'Challa for not bringing Claw back to Wakanda. He says, you failed. Your, your father looked the other way, and now you have failed. I'm like, bless him. He's only been king for a few days. Let him have another shot at it first. Come on. And would you still have this guy on your council afterwards? I don't think they get a choice because he's from a separate tribe. So They're really get- tight pretty early. I guess he's the guy who represents that tribe, yeah. yeah. Mm. Uh, Eric wants to be dropped off in Wakanda. Which suggests that he doesn't know where Wakanda is. Yeah. Ulysses refuses, and then Eric shoots the pilot. So Ulysses holds the girl hostage. And then in something I didn't see coming, Eric shoots, shoots her. her. Yeah. Whoo! Reveals himself to be Wakandan to Eric, and then shoots Eric again. Sorry, then Eric shoots Ulysses again. But also, because you, you, you're starting to like him a little, you've got to then hate him again, haven't you? So the, the, they want you to, you know, not align with him too much. Well, I think especially once, I think there was a lot of work that went into making Ulysses really fan friendly. Mm. Yeah. So we're like, hey, especially because a he was in a, he was in an earlier film. I think it was in Age of Ultron. Oh, okay. Then you see him here, and he's like making all the jokes. He's really really funny. Mm. And when he escapes, he's like, ha ha! Like, oh, he's really hot. and then they take him away. Yeah, he kills him. Like, oh, I don't want any. There's this love sort of thing. Oh, and he kills her. Oh, okay, geez. That's a bit much. Yeah, yeah. But you have to because if not, you're starting to some of the stuff that he's been saying makes sense. Well, that's the yeah, that's the point yeah, I'm trying yeah, to make yeah, is that not be on is that side. by making Ulysses fun and then having him kill Ulysses, this is all done consciously to make sure that we don't trip. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, the yeah. same thing I say when I teach Inspector Calls when uh, that's why when Mister Burling has that yeah. giant speech where he's wrong about a thousand yeah. things in about two seconds. That's important because he's going to say in a couple of pages, a man has to take care of himself and his family, and that's his number one priority. Yeah. And if you don't have that, you might go, yeah, he's well, right. he's, he's, yeah. he makes a point. Yeah. So you have to be conditioned against him. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, where are we at here? Uh, T'Challa goes to Zuri. Uh, Zuri shoots down the theory about the other ring. And then it turns out that he is the guy from earlier. We flash back and we find out the uh, the fullness of what happened in that scene at the start of the movie. Um, about um, Eric's father, who wanted you know to 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 use the resources and the weapons and things to help oppressed people around the planet and T'Chaka wasn't feeling that cuz didn't feel like he was some sort of gangster in the neighborhood do you know what i mean like he i felt like he was doing wrong yeah i don't know how he became radicalized i don't know sort of how that it was explained sort of it, yeah it kind of comes across as if he's seen how many black people in the rest of the world are oppressed and still struggle and all these yeah. sorts of things and he's going it is not fair that we have all of this tech that could help and sure. then yeah. and, and we're not using it it's it's that but then that his natural response then is i'm gonna become a gun runner myself yeah um and i think there's a suggestion that he, the, the boy's mother is in jail oh okay yeah i think that's the suggestion there if memory serves yeah that's um, over me so, because he he was left, he's we're told he was kind of like an orphan, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, the uncle drew his weapon and was going to kill the other guy, the ever spy, and then the king kills his brother. And yeah, we find out in the child, and he goes, "We left the child." And Forrest Whitaker does a good, really good job with the scene. He's really, really good. Forrest Whitaker's good anyway. Forrest Whitaker, yeah. who's he? Oscar winner. Oscar winner. Uh, back to Eric. Eric walks across the border into Wakanda, and he's stopped by Wakabe, and he's brought a gift. And he opens it up, and it's all Wakabe ever wanted. Bring him here and let me see him. Mm-hmm. He must be really strong, because like, he was dragging that body bag like it was full of air. He I was, felt, wasn't he? I think I needed one more scene with Wakabe talking, wanting to see this happen. Because we had the scene before he goes out. Make sure you bring him back. When he comes back. Well, oh, I mean, why can't you do yeah. this? And then this. I needed one more. Yeah. Um. I don't know because this has got this is the moment which basically makes Wakabe sign up to be his number two for the rest of the movie. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I felt like it felt like it was just missing something, or at least a bit, or some more dialogue there that was kind of like better than this. But like you are, you must be a true leader. You are. You promise on. Wakabe well, speaks to Eric and says, "I've been waiting for people to do this, and you finally done it." And you can say, "Like we're going to do this for people all over the world." Yeah, me and like you, that. we're yeah. going to we're, we're going to bring this same feeling to everyone. Just a couple lines of dialogue, and mm-hmm. I'm like, now something, I get it. Something, yeah. Especially because I really, I also really forget quite easily that him and Okoye are husband and wife. Or at least, yeah, together, aren't they? And yeah, they yeah. Well, they're partners, whatever yeah. whatever terminology they use. But yeah. She, she just uses my love. My love. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> my love. Um, and so back to the Apple store. Ross is healed and very confused. <laughs> he goes, where am I? And she says, don't scare me like that colonizer. Yeah. I got it. I all, the first time I saw it, I hated this word. I still hate this word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <sighs> Because it's not his fault. It's not. It's not his fault. I'm sorry. There, just thirty seconds of me here. There's atrocities that have happened with nations and wars. We talk about World War II. One nation made a big old. Two nations made a big old mistake. Mm -hmm. One nation made a hell of a big old mistake. But you wouldn't look at someone from that nation and use the term for that person at that time. No, you wouldn't. You know what I mean? I wouldn't find someone from modern day that place. No, you wouldn't. And use 
that term for them. No, you wouldn't. Because that's not fair. They weren't. No, no, yeah. They aren't. Yep. People from that place were, but yep. they aren't anymore. Yep. And so I don't know why the colonizer term gets to apply here. Yeah, I don't know. And I kind of went, oh. They're trying to take a jab, though, aren't they? Oh, a shot there. And yeah. you look, you look, and you look, and you look, if you live in one of these countries, I mean, you have definitely benefited from the um, – from the benefits of colonialism, mm-hmm. I'm not going to argue that with you, absolutely. But there's a difference between that and calling someone themselves a colonizer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, Because the Portuguese were colonizers, the Dutch were colonizers, the Spanish were colonizers, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> my history degree gets a little itchy on my shoulder on that one. I guess it's, I think they get away with it just because it is done in a way that's clearly not meant with malice. And they get on very well throughout the rest of the film. This is their introduction to each other. Oh, I know, but because they... Hey, they... who are you? I'll tell you who you are. <laughs> You're the colonizer. <laughs> Earlier in the scene, though, I'll tell you, when he first wakes up, do you notice when he first lifts his head up, all of the vitals on the little boards around his head disappear because he's lifted his head up so they can't read it anymore. Yes. And then as he gets out of the bed, really... the vitals along the top of the ceiling all disappear as well. I kind very of, cool. I kind yeah, of want to remake Britney Spears' womanizer with colonizer. <laughs> You're a colonizer, colonizer. I yes, you are. He already is that somewhere. It would not surprise me in the slightest. <laughs> Uh, then have Freeman. I guess also, actually, touching on what you've just said, yep. because colonizer isn't specific to one race or one group of people, because it is a general term, right. it's then not as awful as as you were suggesting calling someone from. Yeah. It's not. It's not quite on the same level. I guess my question is: Do you do you do you put the sins of forefathers onto their descendants like this? No, but I think a lot of people still do that. If you look at it on the other head, like if say in places where there are a lot of black people who are oppressed and all these different things people look at them with the same light as people who have also caused atrocities and those sorts of different things so i guess it's no different it's just the fact that she calls it out and it's the first time they talk to each other i don't think i fully understood what you said um that's not me being flippant i just don't think i did uh but i would say it sounds like in that situation that would also be wrong yeah no, i don't think it isn't so that it's wrong for both so we shouldn't be doing it yeah, that's just my thought. I don't know. Um, where are we at here? Uh, she goes, he asks, is this Wakanda? She goes, no, it's Kansas. <laughs> I can be funny. Which is, it's, it's a nice Wizard of Oz reference, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't think we're in Kansas anymore. Uh, we then get to see, he walks up to the window and we get to see the fullness of the CGI of it is Wakanda. Okay, so in Wakanda, do they still know what's going on in the outside world? Of course they do. Yeah. And everything else. Of course uh, they do. Oh, okay. That's yeah. part of the moral argument here is why are you not... They're literally turning, well, not literally, but they're turning a blind eye. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. It's something they don't know. They're just choosing not to interfere because we need to keep ourselves separate, which is kind of, I mean, shoot, here's more American history for you. Um, it's the reason why America doesn't get involved in World War One or World War Two until someone attacks them. Yeah. The sinking of a Lusitania, World War One. Yeah. Bombing a Pearl Harbor, World War Two. Yeah. Because, hey, we're separate. If we keep ourselves away, yeah. we got a big old ocean. We don't need to get involved in anybody else's fights. Yeah. It's the guys the playground thing of well they've not done anything to upset yeah. me. They've not said anything to me. So yep. yeah. I'm going to stay out of it. Yep. Um so um we see the sonic stabilizers and that's explained to us and that's important for the rest of the movie. Uh they kind of depower vibranium when they're on. 
And then there's a FaceTime with Okoye regarding Eric Stevens, who Ross claims is one of their own. And meanwhile, T'Challa is talking to Nakia. He's lost his faith in his father. What kind of king does that? What kind of man does that? And Nakia challenges back that T'Chaka was just a man and that T'Chaka's mistakes don't define T'Challa. Um, we get the rundown on uh, Killmonger, and that's important because he's about to walk in the room. Walk in the room. Sure. And he challenges him, and T'Challa asks, what do you want? And he goes, I want the thrones. This is back to the idea. Can you just do this whenever you want? Yeah. Well, that's exactly. Is it only when uh, I feel like it's, it's any point at any time? And then you have to defend this. It's some kind of tribal thing where if you are challenged, only the best of the best becomes the top. Yeah. Maybe. Eric says he wants to liberate 2 billion people all around the world. And then he introduces himself as See, he says, Njaka, son of Njobu. He says this, but everything he does doesn't suggest he wants to do this. He just says that. He just comes across as the villain as I want to be the all-empowering. Well, no, because he does do stuff in the third act that suggests he's going to do exactly what he says. But not at this point. Um, no, I think he does. Okay. I'm going to liberate 2 billion people. Now, what does liberation mean? That's a different kettle so of fish. His idea yeah. of liberation is, is to overthrow everybody and just rewrite the scope. Yeah, he yeah, doesn't yeah, want yeah. equality. He wants He wants just, people just on the top. D- a different group of people on top. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, Kill. Oh, so we got that. The challenge when Killmonger breaks the. Sp- oh, sorry. But the scene where he walks into the Wakandan throne room and challenges the Chala. Michael B. Jordan said his mental approach was to play the scene as if he was from a low-income neighborhood and was invited to his rich cousin's house for Thanksgiving. <laughs> I like it. There you go. Uh, when Kill- we go to the challenge when Killmonger breaks the spear he's holding to make it a handheld weapon with the Chala. It's a nod to the African warrior Shaka Zulu, one of the most famous military leaders in history. Uh, Shaka Zulu couldn't understand why the Zulus would throw away their spears in battle, which makes a lot of sense, actually. Mm-hmm. So he developed a short stabbing spear. So you don't have to go run after and grab your spear back. I've literally just armed the other the other side. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> um, and my question is, why do we not invite all the tribes again for this challenge? And I guess once I looked around, like, the 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 council's there. So I guess there's one member from each tribe. They, they say why. They say that to do a proper full challenge would take weeks we, to oh, that's right that's right and yeah, he says yeah, yeah. i don't care as long as he's there and someone to watch you're right yeah um so what about the so in the first one but dora milaje literally like surrounding them making sure no one messes and yeah. the guys from his as well but dora milaje just taking the day off <laughs> they're just chilling they're busy doing other stuff uh t'challa starts off strong i've seen move i've seen this movie before <laughs> that's not a good sign no. uh and he's uh, he slices um Killmonger on the face, but the Chala is soon sliced on the leg, the shoulder, and is then stabbed through. And Killmonger is about to kill him. Killmonger is about to kill him. He is. And Zuri interferes. He does. At this point, this to me strikes the challenge null and void. Yes. It is over. Yeah, because he he would have died. Someone broke the rules here. And he did break the rules. He breaks the rules. So you want to kill someone, kill me. And then surprise, surprise, he does he exactly does. that. Yeah. But keep that in mind. Like any of the nonsense that happens later, he T'Challa should be dead now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Just saying. Yep. Okay. So rules are rules. Absolutely. Um, Eric then attacks um, T'Challa and goes, is this your king? And kicks him. Him? 
kicks him and then he picks him up john cena style on his shoulders <laughs> and then rather than flip him right he just throws him frontwards down the waterfall and goes nah i'm your king and they coronate him post-ceremony nakia's like going to okoye and going help me overthrow killmonger no we have been told from the start of the movie yeah. this is how you determine who your king is, who is it? it's like yeah, these yeah. jokers who you have an election right yeah and the person you don't want to win gets in and they start talking about how we got to overthrow this and they're not my president or not my prime minister or have another election. that's not how it works <laughs> no, you have the rules and if it goes the other way that's democracy yep yep it's not about your team winning no so i got a real issue i don't care if he's the biggest villain going no I don't. you said here are the rules by how we determine our yep, leadership yep, yep, killmonger wins he does yeah and we're supposed to go Oh, let's root for the what for the like. Why is it all like part of majestic when it's flipping Mbaku who's tapping out? We're like, oh, this is such a great system. And then when he loses, we're like, no fair, another go. <laughs> yeah. No, it wasn't finished. Well, he did kind of stop him from dying. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, true. It's not the guy from the Marvel opening, and that's who's supposed to win. Yeah. So I got a real issue with this. I, I see where you come I from. I can tell. Yeah. Um, so Nakia then frees Elliot Ross. No issue with that. The resistance then gathers in the jungle. And I judge them. I've got here. I judge them for wanting to overthrow Killmonger. <laughs> uh, Eric goes to the ancestral plane and we find him finding his dad murdered. So it's interesting. Both he and T'Challa, their first vision is of their father's dying. Yeah. In their arms. Um, and his ancestral plane sucks. It's the apartment from Oakland. Yeah. And if you look outside the windows, there's the purple around it. But, you know, T'Challa um, got like this great like tree with the Panthers hanging out in it. <laughs> he's still he's still playing street ball. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Um, and he sort of relives how he found the necklace. And I'm like, why is he an old man? And then he turns into a young man. I'm like, okay, fair enough. Uh, and Jobu says like, he feels he let down Eric because he asked Eric, no tears for me? And he goes, no, everybody dies. Cool. Yeah, very clinical. Well, how numb is this guy to death, though? Like, look at all the marks in his yeah, body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All yeah. these people I killed just to get to you. Yeah. But also, it comes out the words of the child him's mouth, and yeah. that's even more powerful because it means that the kid was also aware of how many people just die in around him. But his father's crying, and you can see him sort of going, what have I gone wrong? Uh, Eric, yeah, he says, I've let you down somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eric instructs, the, so he comes out of this, he instructs the high priestess to burn all the rest of the flowers but in because the, there's going to be no other kings. Yes, see? This is stupid because this he's is, like, he questions like, why? Like, why can't there be? He's like, what do you mean other kings before when there's another king? And we're like, mate, even if we have not been told that this plant is grants immortality, it just keeps you stronger and healthier and all these things. No, it just that makes you better mean, than the average man. That's yeah, all it does. Literally. So he is obviously completely delusional here that there will never be someone that has to succeed him in, even if it's 60 years. Like, he's like, burn them all. I'm like, what if you have a child? What if you have a, a son? That's that not my issue. Is the, idea the, guy, the guy doesn't, because usually villains have, are then become obsessed with their legacy. Yeah, he's like, no, so burn it all. I could see like hoarding it and going, these live in my room or something like that, but, yeah, not, but burning it. not burning it. Yeah. It just seems yeah, burn it all but take three plants to my room in a pot yeah, like this is this is them trying to make sure because they're playing fast and loose with their own rules they yeah, really are yeah. so how can we make them the most villainous as possible so we're okay with what's about to happen 
Because we've just shown, you know, what happened with his dead dad, you know, and he, he is, like, they abandoned him as an orphan. Like, you could ease, like, they really got to try, or else you could really easily go Killmonger's right. Yeah, mm-hmm. you, yeah, yeah, you could. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, he, uh, most villains, though, are well written villains. Well written villains yes. have just caused. Because it's not just, most villains. Most villains are written poorly. Yeah, well, okay. I come from the Evil League of Evil. I drink evil cereal and written, I. Written well. Drink cereal. I eat evil cereal and there I drink is a evil milk. carriage of justice. And that's yeah. the reason they get to where they are. They just go slightly off the rail sure. to become something else. That's the best villains. The yeah, ones yeah, where you yeah. go, I see where they're coming from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and it's so, why, it's why Thanos was interesting, though, isn't it? As yeah, well, he's hundred percent right. He's right. Yeah, yep. yeah. But you go, is, it doesn't justify Ends the means. Justify the means. No, no, yeah. No. So um, as they're burning down the flowers, Nakia steals a bulb, which I think, I think the argument is going to be that he doesn't get all of it. Mm. That there's still a little bit left over. Feels a bit wrong though, doesn't it? Maybe we could have seen that. Sure, he was the smartest person in the world, probably was able to clone it or something like that. (laughs) From taking his, if I mean, if they're able to clone like the Hulk stuff, like by his taking his blood and analyzing it, and like, then they can absolutely probably take. I don't know. Go find Mother Gothel from. uh... The the hair got sing to the hair, man. Yeah, it's just about what there's always there's always only one plant. There's only one there, so they got got tons of the tears. So there's always there's always a way out of it. Um, there's a great, so he goes to go on the throne for the first time and it starts upside down yeah. and then it reverts really? the right way up. The world turned upside down. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Brilliant. I don't like that. Loved it. I love, I, I like the idea of it. Cause we've talked about the spinning shot when we did Loki. I was like, I hate that shot. There's no reason for it. This one makes sense. Yes, it makes sense. You can see it. Liam's actually holding his hand out to like talk me down. <laughs> no, I'm with you on oh, this. Okay. It makes sense. He just it, doesn't like looking at the shop. It makes me look feel sick. Oh, it's brilliant. <laughs> the way I just go. Absolutely brilliant. How but do yes. you do on roller coasters when they go upside down, Liam? Um, not to, I don't like. I don't do spinny. Mm. Okay. Forwards and up and down, yes, but spinny, no. Yeah. Um. I'd ask you the same thing, but I don't think you're a massive roller coaster person, are you? I used to have a, uh, a, a season's pass to Canada's Wonderland in Canada. Did you go on the roller coaster? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, there's no point in doing that. Now, granted, I haven't been on one in a while, and I kind of have to work my nerve up. Right. So it's about, but the British roller, roller coaster. Coasters, next summer. Woo! Uh, it's too, I mean, the lines are so long, and, you know, ours don't have the same safety issues yours have had the last few years, it feels like. Oh, no, 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 no. The one, uh, the Smiler at Alton Towers is an absolutely human error, so that cannot be accounted right. into it. I'm just, maybe I'm aging out of it, but I did have a point where I was, oh, I was really into roller coasters. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've been British roller talking. coasters are really short. Yeah, really, really short compared to their North American okay. counterparts. So I don't think the lineup justifies the ride experience. That's my main issue with it. Maybe we could do a podcast in the lineup. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and everyone in the queue would absolutely hate us. I mean, you'd hate me because I'd be just, pointing out all the details. They'd so. just shout out obscenities at us <laughs> is what would happen. They would. Beep. And I don't like editing. No. It's bad enough when I got Ethan, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Best best ride in the UK, roller coaster at the moment that I've been on. At Swarm at Thorpe Park. Very, very good. There you go, folks. Swarm at Thorpe Park. I could name my favorite Canadian one, but you don't I know. I haven't been there for a while. I might know. I, I know you quite a lot about different theme parks. Uh, my favorite roller coasters, I don't mind the ones that go upside down. They're all right. They're all right. But I, I, I usually like the big, long, 
wooden roller coasters that go really high and yeah. then drop down really long. Traditional yeah. wooden coasters. Traditional yeah. wooden coasters. They're, they're a little bit rougher, so you kind of have to have a strong neck. I had a partner who would always complain that her neck hurt yeah. from going on them because it sort of throws you around. Yeah. But I kind of tense up naturally when I'm on them, so it doesn't really do me any harm. We, when I was last up, when I went with some work people, and they, we went on Colossus, which spins, which has got 10 loops in a row. Yeah, like, fine. I can da, do da, 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 da. And they came, a lot of them came off and went, oh my God, my head. But I, re- I realized naturally I sit in, I sit on a roller coaster in a brace position so i push my head right back yeah. and push my arms and feet forwards uh, so that i i don't move around my bigger issue i'll say two things number one is on a roller coaster i tend to narrate that's how my nervous energy comes out <laughs> <laughs> we're going around and i'm saying oh now we're going to the left <laughs> oh, no, no we, we cannot go to a theme park together i would, I would Do you know, Ray, you. I, went, I went to great yarmouth over the weekend and it was closed hang on have, have i ever mentioned to you that i used to live in great yarmouth <laughs> no for anybody who's not here, I'm gonna I'm gonna out I'm gonna out her totally <laughs> as part of this right now. But you said that you're in Great Yarmouth, and then Hey, it's your sister. Fuck. You guys are Facebook friends for some reason. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but she mentions Ian ever mentioned that when we first moved to England back in the day, we used to live in Yarmouth. And my face when I saw this, because because you're both involved in it, it goes to the top of my algorithm or whatever. Oh, okay, okay. I see this, I'm going. Kirsten, what do you, you seriously think? Because like, you have been friends for like eight years. I think it was out there today. Eight yeah. years. Wow. And it's ne- the never. The logic that up. it would never, a place that's an hour and 15 minute drive from yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. It never came up that no. I used to live here before. <laughs> and where I lived, I was like, what in the skippity dippity scooby doo are you doing here? <laughs> but in Great Yarmouth, they have a wooden roller coaster. And I, I want to go on it, but everything was shut. Oh, really? Yeah, it's down season, yeah. Yeah, but but even in different other places on the coast, you know, that's not completely shut. What I'm not good with. This was completely shut. Most theme parks in the UK are shut currently because it's down season. They have to do maintenance. In Canada, they're all closed. Yeah. Snow. (laughs) (laughs) Of course, yeah. But what I'm not good with is we have these things. The roller coasters are generally okay. Yeah. These things called, we have things called like like a Viking ship or something. Oh, yeah, yeah. And you go, and it just goes, it just goes, yeah, a swing ride. And it goes up and then you sort of fall and you can can look look down and you can see the wheel spinning. You're like, oh, no. (laughs) And then you got the ones that can go all All the the way way over and you just sort of, but you sort of hang there and you sort of fall into the harness. <laughs> yeah. My issue is that I don't have faith in the harness. Oh, okay. And it sits there and I'm like, no, I'm like holding it tight. Like somehow, like somehow if the catch went, my arm strength be able to hold would keep my up. body weight in. There's no way. I'd be dead, but I just, I just, oh, I just can't do it. It's, it's, and it's that little like half inch of give. So when yeah, you're up yeah, there, yeah. you fall into <laughs> yeah. it. I'm like, no. I have a story about harnesses because I mean, it's it's a well-known fact around the table or whatever i'm rather large chested and have a small waist now what this means is for over the head harnesses is that they don't pull in as tight because obviously they pull to as tight as they can go but i can't pull them tight enough on my chest for them to be tight enough around my middle and so any roller coaster i go on i have to like push my bum and back into the seat and hold on to the handles on the thing really tight because if not my whole body moves around like the bottom of my yeah, body this moves this around this is helping my life my anti-roller coaster many, thing right many, now many many <laughs> many years ago i apologized to the girl who i did this to but uh, many years ago in my early 20s i went on a, a ride and i could see the girl beside me was like terrified 
And just about to start, I mean, is one of your screws loose? <laughs> <laughs> she did not stop screaming <laughs> until we got off. I was going to insist we move on after your story, but you just reminded me of something. <laughs> I used to volunteer as part of a student program in the uh, area I used to uh, live in in Canada, and we went with the group to uh, Canada's Wonderland. Yeah, yeah. And I was going to go on this thing called the drop zone. And the drop zone, is just, just, it just takes you up. Probably like the Tower of Terror. You just get on. I was say you how strap you yourself in. Yeah. You just go straight up to the top. You can overlook. Like, you can see the highway you drove in on, right? And yeah, then you yeah, just yeah. Here, And then you just drop. drop yeah. I'm okay. Yeah. I'm okay. I don't close my eyes because I want that experience, a scene as it goes through. But the whole time there, I was kind of getting a little hoo. And this one girl, she's probably, I don't know. I don't know how old she was. She's probably 13 or something. She goes, it's not scary. It's not scary. It's not scary. Oh, it's not scary. It's not scary. What did you do? <laughs> We're in the lineup for a different roller coaster. One of these wooden ones I like so much. And I went, oh, this one's, I, I didn't say it to her. I said to someone like right beside her because I knew she was listening. Yeah, yeah. And I went, oh, this is great. It's, it's, it's so much better since I took that, that section of track out. <laughs> and she went, what? I said, I said, oh, yeah, it kind of jumps a little bit of missing track. <laughs> but, but it's okay because all magnets and stuff, all the cars or whatever. She goes, but, but what happens if you – I said, oh, no, because they're all connected. So every now and then one doesn't quite make it and you hang a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> but it just stops the ride. They come get you. <laughs> and I was like, what? It's not scary. <laughs> it is not scary. <laughs> you need to go to uh, Alton Towers then because Wicker Man there is the UK's longest and biggest wooden coaster. I'm sorry about a third of the size of a Canadian coaster. Though. <laughs> no, that one. That one is quite long. That one is quite long. Right, and it's got some cool effects where the fire comes out the top. Okay. Moving on. Um, yeah, I'm going to move on now. Uh, where are we at here? So Killmonger challenges Wakanda for not providing resources to black people who need to revolt. He says the world's going to start over and this time we're on top. And Okoye challenges him. And Wakabi backs up Killmonger. And this has been a really good time if I remember they were still romantically involved. <laughs> but yeah. I don't think they made a big enough deal of it because we meet them individually. That's the problem. Yeah, yeah, is yeah. the first shot of them is separate, or there's not a good enough reunion shot. It's just that one expression, "My love," and you're like, "Oh, okay, I remember that," and then I didn't. I yeah. quite like that. It's not. It's not the be all and end all of either. Of I'm them. not saying she has to like be sending him off with like his lunch. Go have a nice day at work today. <laughs> Enjoy <Yay>! the rhinos, <laughs> and then she puts on her and out she goes. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying I didn't remember. Enjoy the rhinos. <laughs> um they go to mbaku because they want to give him baku the flower uh they tell and then on the way they're like don't give it to mbaku and then kia you take the flower and she's like no i'm a spy i'm not this person and i'm like yes you don't get to just give it to whoever you want who's a oh this is stupid yeah um the queen mother says that uh so mbaku's peeps find them kid kidnap and take them and they go to mbaku on his throne on his throne and they go to mbaku he goes what's going on and the queen mother says, my son was murdered in ritual combat. And I was literally sitting in the chair going, I don't know if I'd say murdered. And he yeah. goes, it sounds like he was defeated in <laughs> ritual combat. Yeah. And I'm like, you're not wrong. I know, right? This is where the CinemaSins guy would be like, M'Baku would be great at CinemaSins. Yeah, he's 100%. I'm, I'm, I'm on team M'Baku. This guy's nailing it. Yeah. I like M'Baku. He went, he challenged, he lost, he went and ruled his people, and then he fixes stuff. Yes. M'Baku's cool. M'baku's cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, I wonder if he's going to have a bigger role in the second. I hope he does. Actually, I, I really like him. Baku does, and he doesn't take the flower, does he? 
No, he doesn't take it. Uh, at one point, Martin Freeman decides he's going to speak up for a bit. <laughs> and he's like, no, you do not get to speak here. I like how they go, ooh, ooh, um, ooh. <laughs> And if you do, I will feed you to my children. <laughs> yeah. And he looks and goes, I'm joking. I'm vegan. We are vegetarians. Vegetarians, yeah. It's quite funny. <laughs> Nikia offers him the flour and all the Wakandans kneel to him, and it seems to work. And he tells him to follow him, and then, surprise, T'Challa. Now, let's See, remind he you. Wanted he this. lives, let's remember this. He lives in the mountains. Yeah. Right? Mountains are up. Yeah. Right? T'Challa was thrown off a waterfall. Yeah, they say one of the fishermen. Waterfalls go. Fishermen. Down. Down, Fishermen. How far is this fisherman going? Yeah. Down the mountain. What a load of crap. What an absolute load of crap. Fishermen going down the mountain. We need some sort of storyline. Vertical water. Garbage. Garbage. Fish can't live in vertical water. They may be able to ride a bike, but they can't. We're kind of told that these guys never come down from the mountains. Oh, except for Jimmy the fisherman. Oh, Jimmy the fisherman. He's. No, what happened? He had a rod over the edge. No, because the river. The riverlands belong to one specific tribe. So what? These these guys can just come down and they just like so poach. Easy. They still fish. You can poach. Fish. Poach. There might be agreements in place. Oh, because this guy is the kind of guy who plays well with others. Yeah. Yeah, he doesn't. I don't think. I don't think so. He tapped out. He played by the rules. I think. I. I think. Uh, I think. Why did he not take the? Because he knows that it's not right. I to think he's is. going. It's not right to do this. It's yeah. not his role. You don't get. You don't get to rewrite win. the rules just because you you didn't like the outcome. Oh, uh, okay. That's okay. for that's for T'Challa and his family to do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like him more now. I absolutely do. <laughs> Um, it, so my next line isn't this whole thing just a feeling of people not dealing with the fact that they're losers yeah yeah if the child doesn't deserve it when he loses then he's not king just because he won so my theory is yeah well the child is a good man well then you don't need the the whole ritual which means you shouldn't have had it in the first place of mbaku yeah it's the fact that it was rigged anyway because they let you practice on the job with your daddy for a few days and you got you couldn't protect him Mbaku's 100% right. (laughs) I didn't think you'd get so heated about this film. Then they feed him the the herb, and he goes back to the ancestral plane. He rages at his father and all the other ancestors. And he goes, I cannot... Character growth. We like it. I cannot stay here with you. I cannot rest while he sits on the throne. He is a monster of our own making. I must take the mantle back. My notes, is this an option? I guess because he's still royal, he can challenge again. Well, no, he wakes up and he says, I must continue the challenge. I went my brackets. This is an awfully big technicality. Yeah, it's true. Technically, neither of he didn't them. yield. He didn't tap out, did he? But hit the other guy. The other guy stops him, him. Like, like, interferes. Yeah, 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 yeah. But that's neither of those two's fault, though. Like, it's not like T'Challa was like, interfere if he tries to get me. It is like he threw in the towel. Yeah, the, the, the he, guy he, did. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. He, he did. He did. His T'challa action prevents to anybody watching. His action prevents T'Challa's death. It yeah. does. Yeah, yeah. or else, but that's or not else. either of their fault. That's not T'Challa's fault. It happened, and so they continued uh, fighting afterwards. They continued fighting this. afterwards. No. no, no, no. They continued no. fighting. We literally had like a match. Yeah. Imagine a boxing match. I hate boxing. Where all of a sudden they're going at it, and then like the ref just like punches the guy in the face. What if he didn't punch no, him? He does. He interferes. Yeah, but he didn't punch him. He didn't make the difference between T'Challa and his matchup. He prevented the finish from occurring. And they've already said fight to the death or tap out. Yeah, he prevents that finish happening, but that's not T'Challa's fault. So T'Challa's so, okay, continue. So the your fight logic after. is 
because I want to make sure that we know this, because you're going to go train with the Damage, the, 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 the Dory... The Dora Melage. You're going to train with the Dora Melage. So when that <laughs> happens, the rule is... If your guy's about to die, you can do anything you want. No, that's not to- the rule. But it is what happened. But that's not T'Challa's fault. In Baku went, I lost. I lost fair and square. I'm going back to my mountains. <laughs> hey, Jimmy, go catch me some fish. Like, no, I'm <laughs> to me. I am making sense and you're not listening to me. You're not making me. sense because no, this movie doesn't sense. make sense. No, the movie doesn't make sense. No, I, know where you, I know where you're coming from. In his eyes, the he still has a... doesn't finish... Because no one no, dies okay, do you want, and no one yields. Here's my argument, okay? The fact that he should have died is No, my argument is that the minute that he interferes, T'Challa forfeits. How, why? Because it's not T'Challa's fault for him interfering. It doesn't matter if it's his fault or not. Someone aided someone him. Someone, someone acted yeah. on his behalf. Yeah. It clearly was punitive to Killmonger, and it was clearly helpful only to T'Challa. But it wasn't punitive. He just didn't get to kill no, him No, it was then. punitive because it stopped... The, if he doesn't act, Killmonger wins without question. So it is punitive. It stops him from winning. They start the fight again in the same positions as they were. So he could have just killed him then, but he doesn't. He stabs him and then throws him over the waterfall. It's his fault for not making sure he was actually dead. And then they continue the fight and they don't need them have to take the remedy because they both got the power. Hang on. Hang on. Ready for this? Go on then. Okay. I didn't see at any point where you're allowed to give the flower to one of the contestants before he's finished yet. No, because that would give someone an advantage. A <laughs> no, no. physical who gets, advantage. Who gets the flower? What do you mean? Under what rules do you get to eat that flower? When you, you win. You, when you win. He did not win and they no, fed no, him the flower. No, they the flower. didn't, but they fed him the flower yeah. to keep him alive. That's not part of the rule. That's no, no, not part it, of the rule. As so long as it helps T'Challa win, it counts. That's a separate argument. I'm not saying that's right. No. I'm saying that's what so that's happened. two incidences where people interfere with the challenge because they're told if you move him from here, he will die within seconds. Yes. Yeah. And so what do they do? Let's feed him the herb. Now, you can't feed that herb unless you've won the challenge, which he has not done. But neither is what's his face, and he's already had it. So what does no? Because the when, when you throw him off a waterfall, you're allowed to go. I'm assuming he's won. <laughs> well, he shouldn't assume. You know what assuming does makes an ass of you and me. There we go. Moving on. I'm, I'm moving, on. moving on, but <laughs> does it bother you to be wrong as often as you oh, are? No. <laughs> Uh, uh, where are we at here does it bother you to be so belligerent all the time when i try and make a point not even slightly (laughs) back to oh sorry okay he's fed him the bulb yeah he's uh so he says all of them pledge their fidelity this is back in the throne room now of mbaku they pledge their fidelity to t'challa and like we heard off the top there's a great yawn is mbaku's like are we done are we (laughs) are we done uh mbaku then challenges t'challa because he said us he said wait wait, wait, wait. us mm-hmm. there's been no us for hundreds of years back to why they have no fishing rights <laughs> you, we don't know that it's those other people that control the river it could be someone no, else the four of them act as a group but they clearly still have other representatives oh, sorry, the riverlands not some riverlands, the riverlands. You're the riverlands. By using the definite article, the, oh, rather don't. than the indefinite article, a, it suggests. <laughs> Do they actually call it the riverlands? Yeah. Oh, I missed that. Or the, yeah. yeah, I think so, yeah. Um, I redact, redact my entire argument about fishing. There we go. <laughs> Moving forward. If only we had a button for that. Uh, <laughs> So where are we at here? T'Challa says in Baku, he says, look, if, if he gets done with you, then you're the next one. And it makes him think. Yeah, it does. 
And there's a giant, so we're back, and, and this is where Killmonger is now sending the ships to do exactly what he said he was going to do. Go give people weapons. Let's remember that. All these spaceships are being flown by Wakandans. Let's just remember this for a minute. Yeah. Uh, there's a giant crash. I don't know why he had to crash the spaceship, but he does. And says, I never yielded. And as you can see, I am not dead. And we, Killmonger says, I don't care about that. This challenge stuff's over. It doesn't exist anymore, which you can do. Yep. You're now the king. I believe part of the deal of being kings, at least in this sort of a setup, is you have absolute power. Although he's not actually the king, though, is he? Because he didn't actually win the fight because he's Tell that to the throne he sat on with the upside down sort of spinny thing there. Uh, Akoye, Anyone can sit on a throne. Okoye and Wakabi fight about what's right and what's not. And at first, Okoye, remember, she was the one who said, like, I have to be loyal to the crown. To the mm-hmm. throne, no matter what, yeah. And then 15 minutes later, she turns on Killmonger. Uh, Wakabi summons the war rhinos after losing a brief skirmish with T'Challa. The girls tell Elliot he needs to fly and they're counting on him. I mean, it's a cute scene, but it's like, I don't know how to fly. You'll figure it out. What do he do? He doesn't say he doesn't sure? know how to fly. You were a gr- oh, sorry, some exposition. You were a great pilot. They've already said he was a pilot earlier on. This is fine. Yes, but does he know how to fly a Wakandan? No, because she no, says she puts she it says, in American yeah, mode for him. America, but she did say that. She absolutely says that. There's just a switch in case you have various nationalities. She said, I've made it out to the If it was American. Canada, it would look like a, a canoe. It would not be a horse. No, we don't really ride that many horses. We'd probably have way more time in canoes. Most famous police are mounted. Oh, that is true. But yeah. we wouldn't call them pilots. Do you not pilot a horse? You pilot a canoe. <laughs> do you, I don't think you pilot a canoe. You captain a canoe. In, in, in Canada, you pilot a canoe. No, no that is horse <laughs> No, it's canoe bleep. <laughs> it's moose shite. There we are. Um, so where we are at. Uh, did, uh, I've got, did Shuri put on makeup on her way to the battlefield? It looks like she did. Yeah. Yeah, it looks like that way. Uh, Killmonger kills a member of Adora Milaje. Oh, hang on, you can't have an issue with that because batman takes three minutes out to go and put his makeup on when he's putting his suit on as well so mm. that's if we've got an issue with that we've got an issue with we don't batman. tend to see a lot of fights where batman like runs off to a corner like he puts literally it out but the, he's- literally in the dark night in that building because i was watching everything <coughs> wrong with it the other day because i really enjoy seeing things that are wrong with the dark night um is this in hong kong no in the in the building for the the gala for harvey dent and okay, there's yeah, the people right. in the office yeah, you're right. and he runs you're right. away no, you're right you're right i yield <laughs> I yield. See, I yield, so I ended the challenge. Um, Are we friends? I, mean, I, I don't know. Were we ever? I don't know that either. That's not fair, because if I did that to and you, I would, I would, you would I would, break. I would. You would absolutely break. You're 100% right. Um, something I don't say that often. Um, so, Killmonger kills a member of a Dora Milaje. The surviving Dora Milaje need to get Killmonger's necklace, we find out. He chose the gold, which is fitting, because he doesn't mind being seen. Yeah, he's not trying to blend in. He wants to stand out because he's just rewriting everything, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Um, my question is this: Are we okay with Ross killing Wakandans? Because every time he's in that ship, he's not playing a video game. He's shooting no, he's down shooting. Wakandans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that, yeah. Hopefully, by they, order from other Wakandans, they I guess. just survive because we never see who they are. We're like, we, oh, it's okay. Yeah, yeah. This is BS. But there's lots of Wakandans killing other Wakandans also on the battlefield. Oh, I've got that mode as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Wakabi and his men all beat down T'Challa, and uh, Killmonger's about to kill Shuri, and then T'Challa comes in for the save. And by special request, nobody will be seated during the CGI part of this film. <laughs> it turns into Tron, the third act of this, doesn't it? It's just purple versus gold. Watched I can't him kind say of. I've seen Tron. 
Oh, well, that's uh, yeah. I'm dating myself strong. a bit, but Tron was this Disney. I think Disney own the rights to it now, yes, anyway. They do. It's red and blue, and they're just racing motorbikes in a computer world. And I tell you why I know that Tron, that Disney owns the right to Tron, is because they have been developing a Tron ride for one of the parks for years and it's finally in its final testing phase where you get to ride like actual like two motorbikes next to each other and you go around the course on motorbikes so yeah, it looks really cool it's not too often we get to do that so pause for the parks <laughs> still active sound effect from a long defunct podcast i can't i really want to go i can't wait to go to disney I'm so excited uh, maybe we'll get you and you, you just talk about your experiences and we'll just release it as a uh, talk in the Mickey I episode. Try and make some, I might even try and make a little video and take some pictures and stuff. There you go. There. Um, so it's uh, both of their vibraniums and be taken down by the destabilizers. So this is Tron meets the end fight for Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, because the because they're both invincible, yeah, yeah. but then in key moments their powers go away. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, can we get it to happen at the exact right moment? Uh, Ross's room. Oh, so they're also on opposite sides of a train, and they're yelling at yeah, each other. You'd never and the hear sound that. perfectly like it might be going so fast you can't see it, but it's still a physical object. It would block sound. If anything, the speed it's going would definitely prevent the sound from happening. Yeah. Uh, and then Ross's room, where he's in this like he's in the same thing that Shuri was in earlier when she was driving the car. It's kind of like a video game simulation of flying a machine, but it's under attack from Wakandans. Um, And so uh, he says, no, no, put me back in. So I'm like, okay, it's the matrix as well as these things on top of it. Wakabe is about to execute the entirety of the Dora Milaje until M'Baku and the Jabari show up. And there's so many dead Wakandans everywhere. Everywhere. There's a che- or at least injured enough that they're not moving. They let um, they let Ross do like the Wakanda Forever sign. And it turns out his ship's like got like a special like bonus level to it. Yeah. Where it can blow things. So why are, why are the other people not doing the Wakanda sign as they fly? So that, like, it does one specific thing. Oh, it like powers brutal. the ship and then like allows the power to like be bounced don't off. It, so it releases yeah, it, those chains. But it doesn't. It doesn't destroy doesn't it the depower everything. In that way, yeah, yeah, you can only use it. Like it takes all of the power from the ship and uses it to. Bash but but the then he's able to sort of make it happen again. And no, he just the ship repowers. It literally just like right. centimeters off the floor. Um. So so then he he finally takes out the last ship which means more devil condoms, and then he rushes out of the room. Wakabe is about to kill M'Baku, and then Okoye steps in the way, and he says to her, would you kill me, my love? And she goes, for Wakanda, without question. Now, he doesn't... Does he love her more than she loves him? Because he's fighting for what he thinks is the good of Wakanda. Yeah. He's misguided, but he's fighting for what he thinks is the good of Wakanda. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess you can see that his people are the ones that need to step down in that situation to stop the fighting <sighs> well he's been fighting her for how long now yeah this is true wakabe drops the blade and then all his men do the same thing at the same time it's about the fact that the, there's like a right like the sight lines are terrible yeah but Even they, the they, it's a feeling head, it's like, a feeling like when it's star wars you take out like the mothership and all the drones go yeah, like that makes yeah. sense it makes a lot of sense yeah. but this doesn't make any or what was it in pirates of the caribbean when like they realize they're all human and can die now yeah and they all give up that makes sense yeah, yeah. this made no sense no. i'm fighting you i'm fighting you oh well god i gave up 
Well, all of a sudden, I'm rethinking myself. He's the leader. He doesn't. He look to him for. He doesn't go drop your arm. Like that's no. fine. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, no, he should probably. Say why is everybody trying to look at him while they're fighting? That would be really dangerous. Mm-hmm. If I'm fighting Liam and then I have to look at you, Liam's got a free shot. He's gonna slice, slice my throat. Yeah. But they were Liam's also looking at my counterpoint over here because that's the other leader. Uh, sure. I don't know. I'm just I'm just trying to put some logic into these things. Yeah. Um and then T'Challa and then all of a sudden T'Challa stabs Eric with what I felt was very little build up. Like he does a cool flippy move with the knife. Over the top of the train. Yeah. Because yeah. because the the things are on, aren't they? So the stabilizers, yeah. The stabilizers are on. So and you can go through the suit. So the suit is not working, right? Yeah. He flips the, the spear up in the air. As the train goes, just as it goes, he catches the spear. So the stabilizer just still on, yeah. stabs him with it, and then the stabilizer go off, and he's now like suited up, so yeah. everything is enclosed. Yeah. He wouldn't re- have got the spear in him. Here's the if question: the suit was no, of course he wouldn't. Yeah, is the spear Wait, also made but of the vibranium? The spear is also made of vibranium. So what is it? Can vibranium not pierce vibranium? Mm. Is vibranium stronger? Is it defensive? Is it offensive? I don't know. Yeah. No, this is what I mean. Like the vibranium spear should also be affected by the stabilizers. But then I is guess it, the metal is, it is just, still strong enough to... Maybe it's just, just like, like a metal. Still, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, steel yeah. now. I guess so. Don't think too hard about this film. <laughs> uh, um, and he says, this is where they decided they're going to bond. My pop said Wakanda was the most beautiful thing he'd ever seen. They watched the sunset together, which we sort of had tipped off earlier, as Killmonger struggles. And T'Challa says, maybe we can heal you. And he goes, why? Just so you can lock me up? Nah, just bury me in the ocean with my ancestors who jumped ship because they knew death was better than bondage. And he dies. Powerful last statement. Mm. One of those powerful moments in the film, perhaps something you wouldn't normally expect to hear in a superhero film, Black Panther co-writers Ryan Coogler and Joe Robert Cole put that line in there, assuming Marvel would cut it. However, they did just the opposite. They said not just to keep it in, but make the whole movie about that choice. Speaking to The Hollywood Reporter, Marvel Studios president Kevin Feige recalls reading those lines and uh, saying it was one of the best lines we'd ever read. He told The Hollywood Reporter, we said there's going to be a lot of revisions, but don't touch that line. Ryan said, that's the line I thought you'd tell me to cut it. And he said, on the contrary, we said keep it and build more of the movie around it. Wow. So that's the end of the, the main plot line. A couple of endgame things. Uh, T'Challa kisses Nakia and says, hey, you can't blame me for that. I almost died. And so yeah. I figured out a way for you. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm, I guess the impression is, is that she They've does. They've already been together yeah. and it's, there's, a, there's a commonality. There, there, there but is like, something, yeah. The way I don't think even in the last four years since this film has come out, you would word that line differently, I think, now. I'm your king. You have no choice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he said, I figured out a way that you can still fulfill your calling. It feels very different because the calling is she's going to be involved in this wakanda outreach center that doesn't feel like a spot like she was stopping human trafficking yeah this feels like a safe desk job yeah it does yeah uh but they go back to oakland uh there's a hoop now where there was previously not uh t'challa and suri are are there he bought the buildings and he's gonna order it and that was this they they show the spaceship and they go hey is this yours this boy asks, who are you? And he just sort of smiles. I'm like, don't smile. Tell him who you are. Yeah. Bit smug. It was. And at which point then, we've got two post-credit scenes. The first one, they're going to the United Nations, and they say how they want to help the world. And the, this one guy goes, what can a farming country help us with? I'm like, hey, did you not see like like the, all the social media of my spaceship? Yeah. In Oakland? Yeah. 
Like the, none of these kids have like this is twenty sixteen. Like you, you can film, you can take pictures, you can post, and everyone Social was media filming him when he was beating up the other dude. Yeah, like this is exa- oh, yeah. Those, that group of kids might not have had a phone between them though. Oh okay. I I, I would challenge that, but okay. Well, they might not have done. Uh, and then and they said, when they get asked, "What do you have to offer the rest of the world?" Everyone just sits there and smiles. I'm like, stop being so smug. Yeah. Even Martin Freeman's in the, in, in the crowd. Going, oh, like Martin Freeman's a high like ranking executive. He's not a guy who has a seat at the United Nations. I don't like the idea that vibranium is going to be going out to the world. <laughs> News for you. I guess we'll see how it does in, 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 <laughs> yeah. in uh, Black Panther 2. Um, and then post credit 2 scene, the other broken white boy. It turns out Bucky Barnes is alive and well in Wakanda. They call him the White Wolf, and he's told there's a lot more for you to learn. Uh, a couple somber notes. It's a shame that Ethan's not here because I think he'd find this interesting. Amanda Stenberg, who you might remember from when we did The Hate You Give, mm-hmm. who's biracial and light-skinned, was considered for a role in the film, but she was not comfortable taking the part of a dark-skinned actor. Oh. And describes the decision as really challenging. I don't know how I feel about that. No, same. I don't know how I feel about that at all. She shouldn't feel that way. I don't know. Yeah, like it's, obviously, it's, it's very, very. It's difficult. something that I'll never have to consider. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same. But yeah, it was one where I'm like, oh, I don't think anybody would be watching, going, "You don't deserve to be here." I would never have thought. No. I don't deserve to be there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unless you're looking for Martin Freeman to have a Canadian sidekick, in which case, sign me up. I'll have a canoe. He'll be in the spaceship. I'll be like, oh, I'm in the canoe beside you. <laughs> and I'll have like, like, Buddy will have his, his, his like rhino. I'll have like a moose. And rather than run, he'll just look at you like with like, I ain't doing that. <laughs> oh, we didn't mention that, of course, the rhino is then set to attack uh, Agoye. Yeah. Agoye. Instead, he it just kind of like uh, stops. licks her or something like yeah. that. Yeah, but that was buttoning them all out of the way before. <laughs> oh yeah, it the knows, rest it knows Okoye though, doesn't yeah. it? Because uh, her husband is its keeper. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, uh, an important note: when Black Panther was first premiered in Riyadh, Saudi Arabia, on April eighteenth, two thousand eighteen, it was the first public film viewing for nearly thirty years. Wow. Oh. It did have uh, forty seconds of the film removed. I don't know for what. But typical Disney editing. Yeah. And a somber, also make that a heroic note. Chadwick Boseman was two years into his four-year battle with colon cancer when the film came out. Yeah. How long was he before he... Did he see the the, the premiere and stuff? Oh, of course, yeah. yeah this think, is two years in. He yeah. dies, dies at four years. He dies, he dies 2020, I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay, okay. So, yeah, I mean, that's... Uh, he got to see his success. Yeah, because he did um, the other films, so didn't he? Oh, he was in Infinity War and Endgame. Yeah. Uh, he was a huge part of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so... Uh, we're in the Endgame now. Yeah, we are in the Endgame now. Uh, just to say, he signed a five-picture deal when he first signed up. Um, He got through four of them. Yeah. The fifth uh, one would have been Black Panther 2. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there yeah. we go. Uh, Liam, we need a random word, buddy. Spear. Spear. Yeah. That's a good one. Uh, the money, money, money. Uh, one hundred and thirty-four million dollar budget. Wow, what's it make? Three hundred and fifty. Four twenty. You're all massively low. Wow, a lot, low, a lot higher. One point three four seven billion dollars. Wow. wow, ten times its budget. Wow. the highest grossing solo superhero film ever at the time. I don't know if it's been passed. I don't think it has. Wow, I'm trying to think of what's come We've afterwards. Not had many solos. Not many solos. Done that well. No. Nope awards seven no wonder they want to do a sequel yeah 
Oh, yeah, yeah. And I, 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 re- I remember when it was coming out, and someone asked me, what's your prediction? I said, ah, I think it's going to do below average for, for a Marvel film. Man, was I wrong. Yeah, yeah, and I think yeah. that was based on the name value of the character. Yeah, yeah, I thought yeah. name value of the character, and I felt that there'd be a, pop, a segment of the population who, because they're bigots, wouldn't go see it. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize how important this film was going to be. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, that's the thing. The new, the new Little Mermaid will do the same sort of thing, but for a different age group and a different gender. Is that cinematic or is that streaming? Cinematic. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm very curious. I believe it is anyway, yeah. Um, so, yeah, it is. I, I, imagine like I, I used to actually teach. I used to actually be part of the curriculum, right? That actors of color are cast usually in villain or sidekick roles. Yeah. That was literally like you got marks for that. Wow. Because that's what, because it was true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like we weren't making stuff up, but it was true. Yep. And so the importance of it is to have someone who goes, the, it's not the sidekick who looks like me. It's the main character. It's the hero who looks like me. Yeah, or yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it's the mermaid who looks like me and yeah. what there that is, can do. There is an absolutely gorgeous thread on Twitter and I'll see if I can find it again, but it is a, it's videos of young girls of color reacting to the trailer oh, I've seen, I've when seen it this, first yeah. came out. And there is tens and tens of these videos of these, not not all girls, but these children watching this and going, this little girl, little three-year-old goes, she looks like me. Yeah. And you see this little girl go, who's wearing Tiana pajamas at the just, time. Like it's, it's just so gorgeous. And it, you don't realize how important it is for, kids to have yeah because i'll never know what it's like to grow up and watch tv and not see people who look like me or represent me just the opposite and so then to know what it's like when the shoes are truly on the other foot and someone does look like me i'll never know what that's like no so yeah but that's that's why it was so lovely to watch kids react to that it was it was so lovely uh seven oscar nominations anyone want to have a guess screenplay uh neither of those is correct (laughs) uh which which actually is an interesting point do you think? Do you think Bozeman deserved an a, 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 an acting nomination for this? A nomination, probably not a win. No, I don't win. know. I don't know what else came out that year. I don't think so. Actually, come to think of it. Yeah, but it's hard. Superhero movies are hard, man. Yeah, they are. They are. They are. Um, Special effects? Uh, no. Cinema photography? No, no. Director? Nope. Uh, you've, you'd have a harder time doing what you've done, missing them all, than the ones. <laughs> school. Yes, I said school. Oh, did you? Okay, sorry. Yes. Um, also nominated for best costume design. Oh, cool! Without oh, question, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, original song, which I don't know, something from the probably credit scene or something like okay. that. Production design, yeah. So that's all your sets and yeah, stuff like that, that right? Sense. Sound editing and sound mixing. So Ethan's oh, too. Okay, and yeah. the one I forgot to mention: best picture. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, How does it win? It won three. Hmm. You costume guess? design. Costume design one. Yeah. Uh, Set design. S- yep. Or well, production design. Yeah. yeah. And score. Yep, those are the three. So, uh, Hannah, Be- sorry, Hannah Beachler became the first black person to be nominated and to win for Best Production Design. So good for her. Well done, yeah. Um, when Chadwick Boseman won the Best Hero Award at the 2018 MTV Movie and TV Awards, he invited up James Shaw Jr., dubbed the Waffle House Hero by the media, up to the stage and gave him an award as he felt he deserved it more. Shaw mm-hmm. subdued a gunman at a Waffle House in Nashville, Tennessee. The gunman had killed four people, but Shaw was able to prevent anybody else from getting killed. Shaw was humbled by Bozeman's acknowledgement. Oh, that's lovely. It is, it is lovely. That is nice. Yeah. So usually I go, who would you cast us who? It doesn't really feel appropriate for this film. No, yeah. not really. We're all going to be Martin Freeman. <laughs> did this film have a villain? museum lady. Did this, who would you rather be, Liam? Here's my choice. Would you rather be Martin Freeman or would you rather be Andy Serkis? Uh, Andy Serkis. 
I'd much rather be Andy Serkis. I'd much rather be. Okay, George, you, you use the cast. It's me and Liam. Who's getting the Andy Serkis part? Who's getting Martin Freeman? Martin Freeman, Andy Serkis. Oh, really? Wow. Now, it's, it's not a visual medium, so I'll explain that George appointed to me <laughs> for Martin sorry. Freeman and to Liam for Andy Serkis. It's been a long day. <laughs> um, did this film have a villain problem? No. Absolutely, absolutely not. not. No. One of the best villains, unfortunately, in the whole MCU. And the unfortunately is the part that he he's a one and done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then with well, what I happened. Like I like with, that. With what happened, there was like a can we figure out a way? Because apparently you can make stuff up yeah, <laughs> in yeah, this yeah. universe. A lot of making can we up. can we find a way to sort of bring back there was a big push to bring back him after Chadwick Boseman's passing. Oh, okay. And can we sort of retcon a way out of it? But I, I don't know. I'm assuming I, not. Everyone's seen it. Uh, what should this film be called? I mean, it's, I mean, it's the title character. It's Black Panther in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Whose story is it? Call me crazy. <laughs> it's Black Panther's. It, yep. You're crazy. <laughs> yeah. What is the story here? Not always being good is the right thing. And not always being bad is the good thing. Because they're both... Like... You can understand why Creed... What's his name? Michael B. Jordan? Yeah. You can understand why he's the way he is and why he's driven to be the character he is in this film. Right. Through his dad dying um, and not being part of Wakanda when really he should have been took home and looked after and yep. everything else. Uh, but also, you can also see it from um, Chadwick Bowman's character. Bozeman. Bozeman. Yep. What's his? Kalua? Daniel Kaluuya is the... No, 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 the character. T'Challa. T'Challa. Sorry, I'm rubbish with these names. Hence why I'm calling them by the names. Um, uh, yeah, and you can understand why he is the, the good guy and everything else, but he does. he's about to cross lines, like when the people are f- photographing him, and he's got um, uh, claw. I thought you were going back to get out for a minute. She said Kaluuya, <laughs> and I talk about the photos. I'm like, are we doing get out? Am no, I, no, no, I no. flashback? Because we're ting, aligned, ting, ting, we're ting, aligned ting. with Chadwick. <laughs> with Dr. Pepper. Because we're aligned with Chadwick Boseman's character, yep. um, we, we try and see it through his eyes and root for him. When you're right, you know. If it, yeah, if we'd been positioned more with, 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 with Killmonger, we could have easily seen e- the film e- in his perspective. Easily. Yep. Um, but then they align us more and they, we have to see him kill others. And so we don't align with him. Okay. Um, so they're both good and they're both bad in certain ways, but one more bad and one more good in, in it. Indeed. Uh, Georgia, um, you had your hand up. Yeah, no, it just came to me. I think the main kind of story throughout this film is, is summed up by Shuri right at the beginning, just because it's, just because it works doesn't mean you can't improve it because it's exactly what happens with Wakanda. Yeah, it works being secret and it works doing this, but that doesn't mean we shouldn't change things to help improve our lives and the lives of other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would go with cause I'm gonna, someone else. I'm going to read in a second, but you can do a lot of wrong trying to do the right thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's what his dad said. You know, it's hard for a good man to be king Yeah, yeah. because you, you'll be tormented by your decisions. Mm-hmm. Yep. Whereas if you're a bad man, Killmonger's got no... Killmonger takes to being a king real easy. Yeah. I can he's decisive and he's made up his mind. Yeah, because he's not the what was it that said in um uh Gladiator, isn't it? When he says um Caesar says I want you to be 
the next because you don't want it because you don't want it that's exactly why you should be emperor yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Uh, same thing ryan coogler said the the film central responsibility is what do what do the powerful owe those in need it separates the good guys from the villains what value is strength unless you're using it to help someone wakanda pretends to be another struggling african country but some of its neighbors are struggling for real if wakandans don't stand up for themselves who will but if they stand up only for themselves who are they here's a question Thank you, Ryan Coogler, but for that statement, your film doesn't consider that for a moment. Your film makes this about America. Yeah. But by, by, by framing it in Oakland, when you say people are trying to whatever, very little of it actually comes across as being a global issue. It does come across, because what's the first place they go to to fix things? Yeah. Oakland. Oakland, yeah. Yeah, there was, I was, I don't know if you noticed earlier when you would get harvest in the like opening stuff and I was sat there <laughs> looking for the reviews and there was one lady who kind of reviewed it and said who was saying about how it was um like a step outwards for marvel and how this and that but then like pivoted and said but really what is it if not a viewpoint of what we think america should be yeah and i was like no hang on a second i, I was scoffing at it because i thought i'd mi- misread it and no. i was like no hang on no no this isn't about you but it does come off as america centric yeah but there's not one be. we have a little bit in nigeria with the human trafficking yeah but what's the first place to go to it's not we don't finish the film in nigeria making sure that's not happening no nope. yeah. no we finish in oakland making sure of it hey the kids are somewhere to go. nothing's wrong there's nothing wrong with the kids having somewhere to go and having an outreach program yeah, yeah. but we saw human trafficking yeah. yeah and we took the woman who was preventing human trafficking and we've put her in the outreach center in oakland yeah yeah i'm just saying yeah there's bigger fish yeah i think so um musical inspiration i don't know oh anything about dads back in black back in black not a bad idea mm-hmm. um <laughs> anything about the fight not being over <laughs> it's not over till it's over it's not over till it's over or yeah. until the fat lady sings you're as cold as ice <laughs> <laughs> he was the thing uh, any song about he's fishing? willing to sacrifice fishing <laughs> I'm surprised you've not brought up the scene with the bears fishing in Merida. That's uh, I was expecting that. River deep, mountain high. Wow! There we go. I'm stopping there. Nice, nice. <laughs> I was going, Ain't no mountain high enough. Mountains are plenty high enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. River deep, mountain high. Um, what do we got here? We've got uh, Georgia Roller Women. It's very good. It's very, very good. It makes me very happy to yeah, see. Sure. Yeah. How is it not? Come on, tell me, how is it not? I'm just playing with it. It's totally great. What did I say? Liam and I I, I were talking during the movie, and even he went, Roller Women's great in this film. (laughs) He went, all the men are like taking back seats, because the the men that matter, it's Killmonger. So our two main ones are men. Yeah, yeah, Killmonger. But everything around them is female, and who's, who's, you know, protecting the country? Who are the warriors? It's the women. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're not positioned, but they're still positioned as strong. That shaved look, the spears, all that stuff. Where, whereas Daniel Kaluuya, um, you know, his thing—he's just doing border patrol. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like he's yeah, like yeah. a—he's he's second. Isn't he's he? like a sort of yeah. They're a secondary army. They're not the elite. The elite no. are, are the are the Dora Milaje. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's so cool. And oh, Shuri cool. is clearly a leading candidate, and the Queen Mother is, you know, that whole, say what you will about the third act, and I've grumbled enough about it, but a large part of it is is the women dragging Martin Freeman around, you know, he's like, I skipped out on the movie where they went to the mountains, I don't, you know. And what's this sister's name? Shuri. 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 I mean, she's technical genius. She's really, really clever. Yeah. Yep. So there we go. 
Um, sorry, I, I was winding you up there. Is there anything you want to add to that? <laughs> Not massively, no. Okay. You should have seen my face because you said what you said and I was like, yeah. <laughs> and then Ian went, well, blah, blah. and I went, hang on a minute. We had a conversation. <laughs> uh, favorite character. I've got some notes from Ethan, which I will uh, add in here. Okay. okay. So uh, Ethan, I'll give his favorite character when you come to that. He hasn't done it in the order we usually should, so I'm flicking all over the place here. Uh, I says, Killmonger, you understand his anger and hatred while still viewing his actions as evil. He's really compelling and conflicting. I love it when a villain, especially, I love that within a villain, especially if there's one you can sympathize with. So that was his choice. Georgia? Uh, probably Okoye. I think she's awesome. Okay. Cool. Liam? Um, is her name Deanna Guerrera? Is that what you said? That's the actress's name. Yeah. Who's that one? Akoya. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The woman who's with the shaved head. Oh, the yeah. I loved her. She's so good. Uh, I'm going to go with... Uh, Ethan, I would agree with you, with Killmonger, but I'm going to use my time, therefore, to talk about M'Baku. I thought M'Baku was oh, great. M'Baku was he great. was good. He yeah. was great because he's consistent. He's the guy... I want to live... I just want to live in that in that group. I'm going to hang out in the mountains. And he said Apparently, to- we get fresh fish. And he said to him, didn't he? Um, you know, you've got to... Um, well, didn't he say um, you've you've got to go and you've got to survive to go yeah. and look after them? He, yeah, the people, people need, need you. People need but you, he yeah. talks about the importance of, of their traditions, and he's offered the power, and he's like, not he doesn't take it. He Why? Because yeah. I think he taps out. He goes, "I did not win this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do not deserve I don't this. Get it by default. I want to get it by right. You don't get to eat the flower unless you win, girls. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Claw, though. Claw, well. yeah, oh, great. Oh. He's amazing. He's funny. Right. Uh, so good. So, so let's good. do. I'm just trying to bring my phone back on. It's decided not to recognize my face now. Um, favorite moment or element? Ethan says, oh, he's kind of cheating with two. The costume and music. It's really authentic. You can see how much passion and detail there was to represent African culture. Uh, Georgia? Yeah, the use of a, a, a story and a cast and all of that that went into it that was clearly done for the. So that people, like, like they were saying at the beginning, so that Hollywood wasn't, Africa wasn't seen as a bad thing in Hollywood because this does everything. It goes against all the stereotypes and it's it's amazing. Yeah, because how often do we see the version of Africa that we see on BBC News? Not BBC News in real life, but BBC yeah, yeah, News yeah. in the movie, yeah, yeah. where it's an impoverished nation. I mean, I grew up in a generation, Liam, I'm sure you're the same person, mm-hmm. where anything we saw with Africa, because of Live Aid and things like yeah, that, yeah. We, we, and, you know, uh, Christian Children's Help Network and Sarah McLaughlin and all her commercials, we saw malnourished children. Yeah. Slow motion, sad songs, unhappy faces, famine everywhere. And that's the image that a generation had of Africa for about 10, 15, 20 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, you know, I understand there's a whole, we're going to fight back against that. But realize, you know, what were we fed? That was the image we were fed and we were trying to help culturally. Yeah, we're trying. So, you know, it's good to, to, to pivot on that, but realize why that was the message. And then, yeah, let's, let's fix it. Let's change that. Show me, show me the, 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 the other side of it. Yeah. So there's that. Um, Liam, did you have yours? Uh, no. Uh, my favorite moment element is. Yep. I, like Ethan said, I really love the costumes in this. I mm-hmm. thought were amazing. Um, I liked how the women <coughs> were seen as very strong characters against the men. Love right. that. Um, but you're going to know this is me all over, right? I love the car chase scene. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I loved it with. Um, What's her name again, the sister? Shuri. Shuri. I liked how she was like in the car with that makeshift car that she had in her in her lab. Yep. Um 
again, everyone was involved uh, that needed to be involved in that scene, and I thought it was great. Um, I love a good car chase scene. Uh, so, yeah, that's my best. Mm. You? This is an important film. Oh, sure is. That's my thing, is how important of a film this is. Hot take, I don't think it's worthy of a Best Picture nomination. Mm, me either. I don't think it's even the best Marvel film that came out that year. The best Marvel film that came out this year was Infinity War. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay? But I will say this is the most important Marvel film that came out that year. One of the most important films that came out for that stretch. So the idea that you could reimagine, do something so different to what was pretty standard Marvel fare. And we look at what's happening now in phase four when everything seems to be falling a little bit flat. I've heard some people say that Black Panther 2 is a return to form. That would be great. But seeing what they did here, this was an important film to make. So I think for me, it's that. And it took since 92. 26 years. Yeah, 26 years. To, to get, get this. Off the ground. Yeah. So there we go. Uh, I would love to see Wesley Snipes in this. <laughs> <laughs> he wouldn't have had anywhere. It would have been all like punching people and then saying yeah, like a cool yeah, catchphrase yeah, yeah. and then moving on to the next thing. <laughs> he doesn't he don't have heart, does he? No. <laughs> not really. It, but he w- it wouldn't have been nearly as a control performance as both. Nor would he have done like the accent. No, true. It would have been like his. Re- it would have been like just Wesley Snipes' voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, what do we have next here? We've got uh, a grumble, a grumble. Let's start with Ethan. Third act battle is a drag. Mm. That's all I got. Georgia, it just gone a little bit. Um, probably. You know what my biggest grumble is? And I'm going to tell you, my biggest grumble is the fact that every shot that we see of Wakanda as a whole, um, like zoomed out, it's very it's because it's cgi it's all the cities and like the landscapes uh they're like a sky rise buildings and all these sorts of things and then we are shown scenes at the beginning and at the end but especially the one at the beginning where t'challa and oh what's her name t'challa's girlfriend nakia nakia is um they're in wakanda but they're in like the streets of Wakanda, but it's all very rural. Um, rural. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, there's no on, consistency show us, show us about what the, okay. I prefer the rural Wakanda. And, and Wakanda's the, got no cities. It's just Wakanda. Yeah. yeah, yeah, so yeah. Was, I, I know that even cities have different like suburbs and stuff to them, but like, come on, at least show me that on the zoomed out map then. Like they don't. So, uh, Liam, um, again, um, it's the inconsistencies throughout, like Georgia just explained. Uh, and also the part about giving him the, the flower bulb without even winning. Um, I know it's to save his life, but it wasn't what it was supposed to be for. Um, Chichala yep. um, is thrown off the cliff and the fisherman finds him. Like you say before, you know, they're up in the mountains. He's gone off a cliff. So again, inconsistencies. Um, Freeman being able to... Uh, to manage a Wakandan ship uh, without actually flying it or knowing what to do. You're just listing all the problems you have with the film. Um, <laughs> the yeah. one grumble, Liam. <laughs> and, and, and the spear with the train and everything. And, and being able to talk even though the train's going through. Just a lot of, <laughs> lot of, lot of inconsistencies that didn't quite feel right. Here is Liam's roundup of everything we've said negative about this film in the last three hours. Go. I'm gonna, <laughs> for me, I'm going to honorable mention because Liam got to say 19 things. I'm going to say two. Um, <laughs> it's Tron. It's, it's just red versus blue. Yeah. I'm watching a third act where it's Purple just, I'm, I'm, I'm watching just com- a computer. I'm watching yeah, a cutscene yeah. from a video game is what I'm watching. But uh, the big one for me is uh, the fight because the fight did end. 
And um, here's my question, is that T'Challa's an honorable man. An honorable man would have yielded after he said, yeah, I would have died. If he, if, if he hadn't jumped in, I would have. Yeah. I, should, I have lost. Exactly. As opposed to this, I didn't technically. Li- uh, no. <laughs> I don't care how bad a man he is, you lost. Yeah, yeah, And yeah, a yeah, good yeah. man would have acknowledged that. Yeah. All right. So uh, is this anybody's best role ever? Well, I think pretty much. It's obviously for me, Chadwick Boseman. So I've seen him in very little. Yeah, same. Um, Michael B. Jordan for me. Better in this than Creed. Really? I like Creed. I'm definitely better in this than Fantastic Four. Oh, he was brilliant in this, though, wasn't he? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, he had more of an arc in this. He, he doesn't as much screen time as he does in Creed. No, 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 no. Man, does he just chew the scenery. Yeah, he does. Yeah. He stands out for sure, doesn't yeah. he? Uh, Martin Freeman's been better in, in other things. Yeah, he has. So is Angela. He's Bassett. better in Love Actually. <laughs> no, he's not. I love Love Actually. I hate Love Actually. Uh, Angela Bassett. I don't really know enough Angela Bassett. Early days. Yeah, she's been in better things. Um, I don't know if Ethan. Forrest Whitaker has been in better things. Oh, for the record, Ethan does say that uh, this is uh, Eric's story while being a wake-up call for T'Challa. Interesting. Mm. Uh, so let's talk about this. I never want to hurt my age. What's my age again? What's my age again? Age game, age game. Let's all play the Rhino game. All right, so <laughs> here we are. Uh, let's start off with uh, the man himself, uh, Chadwick Boseman. Georgia? 38. 34. He's 41, Georgia? Wow. I, so I knew he was in his 40s when he died, so I was kind of just trying to backtrack a bit. Uh, we'll start with Liam on this one. Michael B. Jordan? Uh, 36. 32. 30? Oh, yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> uh <laughs> Georgia Lupito Nyong'o, who plays Nakia. 28. 32. Liam's got this one, 34. Ooh. Okay, Danai Guerrero, who played uh, Nikoya. Oh. Uh, we'll start with Liam. 38. 36. Liam's really close on that one, 39. Oh. Starts down 2-0 and then picks two up. Woo! Back to Georgia, Martin Freeman. 52. 48. Liam again, 46. Woo! <laughs> so Georgia get a tie here. Liam starts first. Letitia Wright, who played Suri. Oh, the sister. Yep. Um, 27. 24. 24 is exactly right. Oh. And I'm gonna, on the basis of exactly right, I'm going to give Yay, Georgia the win. I never win. That's fair to break the tie, I think, with that. Uh. Yeah. It, it takes it for it just being two people playing for me to win. So she gets the bulb. <laughs> she gets the what? She gets the flower bulb. Oh, you get the flower bulb, Yay. yes. Oh. Or you can say, I never yielded. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't tap out. I never yielded and you didn't win. It was just I. <laughs> uh, what do we have next? Uh, we have the critics. The critics. Yeah. So the good, the bad, and the Ebs. Well, in this case, not the Ebs. Not 96% on Rotten Tomatoes, but would you believe only 7.3 on IMDb? What's that again? Only 7.3 on IMDb. Wow. But 96% on Rotten Tomatoes. Wow. I, that's such a difference. I think that's spe- public score, though. Yeah, isn't it? I think that yeah. speaks to a certain element. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Who, yeah. Who are most likely, unfortunately, also most likely to make film podcasts, but who are most likely to vote on IMDb? Men. 
men, <laughs> white men, white men who are probably a little bit older because they want to have their voice heard in different bits and pieces. What do you take more credit more from? Li- who are also slightly more. I would say Liam and I are on, on, the top, on the top edge of the, de- of the demographic who would vote on IMDb. I don't think guys in their fifties are doing it. Yeah. No, not in the fifties, but no. like that middle group. Thirties and forties. Yeah. 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 So what 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 what's got, what has more credibility? IMBD or Rotten Tomatoes? I am DB. I am DB. You said BD. I am BD. No, DB. DB. I am database. DB. Internet Movie Database. I am DB. I am IMDB is a I am DB is a litmus test of the people. Now the difference the problem with the people is the people A are stupid. People will vote in order to fit them with someone else and people will also vote if they haven't seen the movie. Oh, So if I seen the trailer like you go see any movie that hasn't been released yet. Yeah, yeah. It still has ratings. People are judging on the trailer. All oh, this looks. I bet you this is gonna be amazing. Ten out of ten. I'm like, that's not really how this works. Not how that works. Tomatoes. You've got to be like accredited critic. So uh, theoretically, you've got oh, a okay. fairly decent range yeah, of yeah, concepts. Yeah, yeah. So you go more by but, but you could go. Well, yeah, but they're just elitist snobs. They don't know oh, what, what makes a really good movie. So you can have view, which is why we 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 you say can. you can qualify on, on either on one both. for us. Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. So there we go. Uh, Georgia, go ahead, critics. Uh, Kevin Mayer from Times UK says the director Ryan Coogler and a charismatic cast turn racial cliches on their head and drag <sighs> in some heavy Shakespearean conflict to create a vivid yarn that's entirely new, frequently startling, and at every step along the way, all Marvel. Cool. Uh, Kerr Thurn from the Los Angeles Times says we didn't know what we'd been yearning for until it arrived, but now that it's here, it's unmistakable that the wait for a film like Black Panther has been way longer than it should have been. I'm guessing not the bad review I was thinking that was going to be. <laughs> nope. Uh, then we have got Stephen D. Uh, Gray Dennis from the National Catholic Register, but I liked this review. So it's, I mean, he's accredited as a top critic. So yeah. uh, it says, makes the Marvel Cinematic Universe a bigger, more interesting, more engaging place when we're the fir- for the first time women and people of colour aren't limited to token or supporting roles. Agreed. Um, Actually, that's then, a really interesting viewpoint because this yeah. is a world before Captain Marvel. It's a world before Black Widow, yeah. and although they weren't the leads, we did talk about how important the role women of women were. is in this film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and then finally, I have got. Oh no, not finally. Ignore me. I had a couple more. Uh, Mick Lassell from San Francisco Chronicle says Ch- Chadwick Boseman combines every moment of this film, radiating prob- probity and purpose, and only later on that you realise with another actor this wouldn't have been a sure thing. Yeah, I don't know if we've touched on this enough because he didn't get any of our big but he's so important to this. And he is a style that's not your typical superhero. He's the opposite. For everything that I complain about, and I do, that all Marvel heroes are quip, 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 Mm -hmm. little joke. Oh, I like your beard. Oh, it's like mine. Oh, that is America's ass. All funny things, but they're all seem to be drawn from the same card these days. Thor, how frustrating Thor Love and Thunder was because I'm like, can you just stop with a funny and give me yeah. some story? Yeah, yeah, There's a couple of moments that don't really land. Did he freeze? I bet she froze. They got rid of that pretty quickly. And instead, he was a, it was a different kind of Marvel movie that didn't have to depend on these little one-liners so frequently. We had we had Andy Serkis for that. Yeah. But what you had with, with this was Bozen brought a sense of majesty's the wrong word, but it, it, gravitas. So yeah, the guy yeah, yeah. Re- like said it was, uh, what did he say, like Shakespearean conflict like yeah no there is an element of that to it It is it is more power there's more weight to everything that happens yeah and michael b jordan wasn't a wacky villain either you know what i mean like they're two central characters heavy weighted stuff like loki would have little like sarcastic quips nothing wrong with that yeah but everyone can't be like this and this had some power to it yeah Mm -hmm. sorry i didn't jump in there next right and finally i got one from odie henderson who was writing on behalf of rogerebert.com okay i said one of the year's best films and one that transcends the superhero genre to emerge as an epic of operatic proportions 
slightly overkill, but okay. Yeah. I think it's probably slightly overkill, but in the moment, I think it's I think it's important to realize. Obviously, these things are written in the moment. Yeah. And in the moment, I mean, I think it probably felt like there was this. This was I said it was a movie. Very important yeah. film. Mm-hmm. Very important film. To quote Hamilton, it was not the moment; it was the movement. That's not really quite I'm familiar with. It's not the moment, it's the movement where all the hungriest brothers with something to prove meant foes oppose us, we take our promised land. I recognize the, like the, the bouncing back. Yeah. <laughs> Came in our promised land and if we win our independence, I'll stop now. Yep. Uh, thank you. <laughs> not for stopping, not seen but it. thank you for stopping as well. Um, oh, I love Hamilton. Um, what do we got here? Uh, let's go to uh, our own critics, our our... our uh, Patreon backers here, our friends of the podcast. So while we're doing that, I put up a fleece as I'm known to do and said, what is it? Is it a great film, good film, okay film or poor film? And the correct answer, at least as far as our group went, I'm going through a million screens trying to get back to where I'm supposed to be here. Wow. Was 57% called this a great film, 26% good, 13% okay, and 4% poor film. But what did our Patreon backers have to say, George? Uh, so we have got Cheesy with the fish on a bike who says uh, this was my first watch of Black Panther and I'd forgotten a first rewatch of Black Panther and I'd forgotten how good it was the opening animation of the history of Wakanda in the sand like substance is done really well and helps set the tone of the film the advanced technology with African influence is very clever and I love the sibling rivalry between T'Challa and Shuri I feel like everyone played their roles well and Andy Serkis is a little bit over the top but brilliant as Claw is it Claw? It just is spelt differently to how it is said. Uh, The colour and vibrancy really stand out here and all the fight scenes are great, especially the two that take place on the waterfall. I did find myself getting slightly emotional near the start when T'Challa is talking to his dad as it reminded me that Bozeman is sadly no longer with us. I feel like this is an MCU film that can be watched without having to catch up on what's already happened. And it may be too unrealistic to some, but surely that's what a comic book movie should do. It had cool action scenes, comedy and heart, and I had a great time. It ain't easy being cheesy. Thanks a lot for that. And I think you brought up an interesting point, which is it's one of those Marvel films that exist right now, Marvel properties that exist right now, that you can actually, it just almost stand alone. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a, a kind of a rarity. So you can actually go in and enjoy this uh, independent, irrespective of any other, of any, any of our things, whether you know anything about the, about the, about the MCU full stop. Captain really Marvel's matter. the other one that is similar to that as well, because it's set in the nineties. Okay. So, it has that element of it too. Uh, Ryan Kukes says, I watched for the first time and thought it was incredible. Both Chadwick Boseman and Michael B. Jordan were great in it. Without thinking too much, it would be a top three Marvel movie. Interesting. Yeah, this is just where people start placing these sorts of things. Yeah. Um, anybody else? Yeah, next up we've got Dwayne Smith. Dwayne Smith. He says, hopefully I'm not too late getting this in. I have only seen this once and can't remember too many specifics. I do remember being blown away by it, especially being a Marvel film. It felt like they had taken it, taken the standard upper level. I love all the technology. Again, it feels taken upper level from Iron Man and alike. Uh, Chadwick Boseman is perfect as T'Challa. It's amazing how well he did and how unwell he was at the time. Mm. Shuri is absolutely my favourite character. She is so funny, invents said technology and generally saved the day. Daniel Kaluuya also makes an appearance as does martin freeman which i was totally not expecting killmonger is a brilliant villain probably one of the best i'm really looking forward to seeing the new one hmm um, for guys who can't remember any specifics he seems to do a pretty good job yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> i was gonna go i was gonna make fun of him because he went i don't remember, remember specifics so i was blown away i'm like well how do you remember you're blown and then he listed i was like okay fair enough yeah. <laughs> and then finally we've got katie mccray oh okay. so that would be 
adjacent. <laughs> who has said, I'm not a huge fan of Marvel movies. However, I love the Black Panther. It's a timely movie because of society's struggles and more recent focus on racism and sexism. Xenophobia was also touched on because of the Wakandans despised people who were not one of them. So the Wakandans weren't perfect. They had their own prejudices. However, Wakanda is a very advanced, intelligent and high-tech civilization, atypical of the American view of Africans as being only third world inferior and only capable of farming almost all black cast with two primary white men one evil and one good love the change from america my favorite character was female warrior general okoye played by oh denai guerrera sure. sorry i've She's probably butchered that um she was so beautiful and stronger and swifter than any man in battle i love watching her fight she was graceful and fierce my second favorite character was black panther's sister shuri played by letitia wright she was hilarious and a but a genius techie two very strong female characters one strong in body and one strong in smarts both strong in moral character i love that there was a whole army of female warriors amazing performances by several male actors too by the way i was a little disturbed by michael b jordan playing such a bad guy since i loved him as brian stevenson in just mercy and of course i adore chadwick boseman he's amazing and sorely missed i loved the actors real and how i love the actors real and learned uh kosher josa josa accent from south africa i've always been fascinated that actors can or try to speak a foreign accent and so it completely different from their own i sure can't do it i did read that only wakandan it was only wakandans who speak with the the zosha accent um was the black panther's love interest nakia played by lupita nyongo uh who spoke in her own kenyan dialect so she didn't use yep. the one she used her kenyan never did uh umbaba okay he did uh, that nigerian thing we talked about yeah, but I think the, I think what Katie's trying to say is she he's she's the only one who didn't have to put on an accent. Oh, she sorry, my, my, natural, oh, accent. I apologize. Natural accent. Yeah, uh, she was also a very strong and beautiful character, uh, determined to follow her calling to help the poor and disadvantaged. You can't help but love the elegant and poised Angela Bassett as the Queen Mother. Uh, Ramonda, I loved her cool hats. Speaking of apparel, the costuming was outstanding, so colourful. It was a nice balance for a movie with such blackness in the setting of Wakanda. I don't mean the character's skin colour. Also, the Black Panther rocked the CGI in their cinematography. Very cool. Black Lives Matter. Women's Lives Matter. Love this film and all it stands for. Thanks, Katie. Thank you so much. Um, thorough. Very thorough. Always thorough. thorough. Her and Reverend Bruce always. I click on them and I scroll and then I scroll some more um, because they are always very, very thorough in their the, reviews. And we're the better for it. Absolutely. So thank you very much. Um, next up we have to do is talk about uh, the fledgling fandom. Not a whole lot. One from Nate the Great. I'm like, why didn't you put in a proper uh, fifth chair challenge sort of thing here, buddy? Uh, but Nate the Great says, a very good film, few plot holes, CGI and effects look unfinished. I agree with the CGI. Uh-huh, and on. only a few likable characters. So it started off a very good film, and it feels like it kind of disintegrates as we go through it nate uh shy burgerfreund says it was a better of an average superhero movie the villain felt like a real person with real motivations and not a cardboard cutout like most of the mcu villains are it was a good movie just not the masterpiece people made it out to be i'm remembering something that that um katie mccray said i want to touch on it the idea that you know they're for people who aren't like them and talked about outsiders and even when it's the third act our heroes are saying an outsider sits on our throne Mm -hmm. i was like careful he is He's like a he is a cousin, yeah, to of your royalty, current king, yeah, not just someone who has got Wakandan, yeah. 
Yeah, no. It's not this guy l- fluked into a Wakandan passport. Like, this no, guy's no, no, like no. He was... the, the deceased king's brother's kid. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, come on. Um, and so, again, and these are supposed to be the people I'm supposed to be rooting for as they're, like, rigging the fight. Yeah. Uh, and then, finally, uh, Capital Games and Movie Clubs say, it's great for an MCU movie, definitely one of the best ones, but don't doesn't sniff top five superhero films. Films should have been broken up into three separate films, with Killmonger as the overarching bad. Instead, they essentially kill off two real good villains in one movie. That's an interesting idea, a trilogy, and an end of movie two, Killmonger takes the throne. Mm-hmm. So end of movie one, kill. Now you have to assume it's going to go well, but end of movie yeah, one, yeah. Killmonger. Ma- so, um, your big third act, you think it's going to be, you know, the, the good guys are going to kill off, um, um, Ulysses Clow. And instead, Killmonger just drags him across, shows it to the guy at the border. End of movie one. End of movie two, he throws him off, and there's your big end of movie two is that scene where he goes with the upside down shot, sits on the throne, and says, I'm changing it all. We're taking over black. Yeah, yeah. Movie three, you go ahead and go, all right, now it's whatever time you want. Oh, we made a time travel. Whatever it is you need to do to get, to get, you know, can't be any more far fetched than I never yielded. So there we go. <laughs> There's your third. So if you like this film or episode, you'd like. We've done a lot of Marvel. A lot of Marvel. <laughs> a lot, a lot of Marvel. Um, we did Get Out. If you like Daniel Kaluuya, we just did Get Out yeah, a little while yeah, ago. Yeah. Um, so there we go. I mean, there's lots of options out there for you. And heck, we're going to try and get out and see Black Panther 2. We are. I'll call on to Boogaloo. Skip it. There's a see it or skip it. We'll let you know mm-hmm. how that goes. Um, so it's just time for our ratings. I'll start with Ethan's rating while you guys are thinking up yours. Uh, and it would be with this. Uh, I don't have any sort of a thing. I'll go with this. Uh, the final CGI battle really bogs down a wonderful movie that you can tell was a labor of love. At the end, I've got to give it eight weird CGI rhinos out of ten. <laughs> so that was Ethan. I've just made a giant noise with the phone. <laughs> I'm owning that. I, I told Georgia off for it. So there we go. Eight CGI rhinos out of ten. Georgia. I really enjoy it. It's a fun film. It is very good and it is very, very important. But I think there's probably some worth acknowledging just for half a second that it's obviously not as important to me or us as it would be to two billion people around the world. Sure. Um, but it is still very cool to see that happen and to be able to watch that happen for other people as well. Like there's an empathy to it going, I'm really glad that that is happening and that it is very cool. Um in the same sort of way as watching the little kids react to the little mermaid trailer is really, really cool to see it happening and those sorts of things. Um, I would say just as temper though, that's cool, but it doesn't mean if it is this a good film. No, I was setting it up with okay, that. No, I, did, no. I did. I'm I, sorry. I just did entirely what I'm not supposed to do. Cause I have a go when people interrupt my, my, my verdict. I'm terribly sorry. I'm going to back up. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah, no. So I think it's incredibly important, but, but that probably shouldn't weigh in on what is is it a good film or not but of course obviously when we're voting with these we vote emotion with emotions as well at least i do i know you take it out more so than i do but i have to be consistent all of my votes have got emotion in them as well um so yeah no i think it is the story is very very good i enjoy the story i enjoy the villains i enjoy the struggle between doing what we've always done because it's worked so far and improving for the betterment of other people at the risk that something might happen or that you might upset people. Um, I think that's really, really interesting, that dynamic that kind of comes across. I really loved seeing the women do what 
the men could do as well as they were doing it and also having that little bit of empower shift as well because it's nice to see it every so often um i liked a lot of the cinematography without the cgi i think there were some beautiful shots like the turning one and those sorts of things that didn't require cgi that were kind of then let down a little bit by the fact that there was so much cgi especially towards the end um i thought the costumes were great i thought the acting was very good um yeah it is a good superhero film and i am going to give it eight waterfalls out of ten oh, i got my headline i just discovered it all right okay on, i'm not going to talk as long as georgia <laughs> um uh because i got interrupted you did, well you did you did, you you did. did. but i echo a lot of what you said to be fair um I really, I really, for me, I, I love the costumes. I loved how um, the women are very strong in this movie. Um, I'm probably a minority in the way I say that um, this film didn't hit me like a lot of people, um, especially when it becomes political. I don't, I don't get in too much on board with politicalness. And um, I'm going to challenge you. What, what's what's political about this? Well, with the whole thing about the. The nations, and they were saying about how we oh, okay, are, fair enough. Yeah, you know. You know um, I don't, but I do, I do love this film, and I love Chadwick Boseman in this film. I thought he was really good in this. Um, I wish I could have seen him do more, because he wasn't brought to my attention until really this film. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can see he had a lot of heart and a lot of feeling in in what he does. Um, Michael B. Jordan, I like anyway. I like him in um, Creed, and I had seen him in Creed. And I like, he was great in this. Anthony Circus, is that how you say his name? Andy. Andy Circus. We've always seen him as a CGI guy. And um, to see him on screen being, him, well, not himself, but his physical self was, was quite good to see um, and see his acting chops. Um, uh, CGI in this, I didn't really rate too well. I thought it was too much CGI. There's a lot of inconsistencies, as you heard in my grumbles. Um, I do like this film, and I'd watch it again, but I'm only going to give it seven strong, bald warrior women. Oh, strong, bald. bald <laughs> yeah, yeah, bald. Bald, bald. I will say this. I'm not sure you spoke for any less time than Georgia did no, there. I realised that after I started speaking. Um, only because I had a clear, concise thing I was just going to say, but then things started coming into my mind and how, how, I, how I saw it. And yeah, I just had a, a, a shorter version of, but I was only echoing what you was going to say. So yeah. Um, this film is great until Killmonger takes the throne and then they have no idea where to go from here. Mm-hmm. So for the second time in three weeks, I'm saying two thirds of the way through this movie, I'm like, this thing rocks. And then they don't know how to get out of it because they knew they wanted to put Killmonger on the throne, but they didn't know how they had to remove that. And that's a shame because in that regard, story got in the way of tremendous acting performances um from incredible and i'm not a guy who usually likes co- pay attention to costuming or set design but without question they won the oscar for both so there we go yeah, yeah, costuming yeah. set design the okay. score's great um so all those things work i'm not with the exception of that one shot which i talked about i'm not really that fussed by the, the, the cinematography in this at all because i don't think there were when george just said the shots that didn't have cgi i was in about what like all five of them 
<laughs> yeah, all right. And just way too much CGI. And at the end, it just turned into, I'm not even watching the actors. I'm just watching a video game cutscene of people bouncing back and forth. Yeah. And I'm going, at least take the masks off and let me see the faces for a large portion. This is, oh, it was trash, that last bit. Uh, overall, though, it's still a really, really good film and a really important film. Mm-hmm. And... um yeah, I don't know if I, it's just George said about emotion and emotion. I don't purposely try to remove emotion from it, nor more than George intentionally tries to put extra emotion into it. I just think it's how we, we are and, and, and what we do and how we see it. But I'm going to give this eight, don't worry, I made it American style for you <laughs> out of 10. Yeah. So there we go. Um, yeah, really good. I would agree with someone who said, I don't think it's the masterpiece people make it out to be. No. I guess I said it's a it's more of an important film than it is a great film. Yeah, it's a very good film, but it's not a masterpiece. Mm-hmm. Far from it. Uh, I think the masterpiece is the fact that this film can get made. Yes, and and what that what that meant has meant going forward, mm-hmm. which means now George. I mean, there's three of us on an eight. There's Liam on a seven. I'm going to guess that actually the voice of the people are actually. I'm going to guess it's higher than than our eights. So that's my thought. Yeah, you're not wrong. It comes out with eight point seven five. Does it? Okay, there we go. So there we are. So that is where we are this week. In the wash, it's going to come out at pretty close to an eight overall. It'll just nip below that if my math is correct. We're probably going to come in at like 7.91 or something like that. So there we are. Just out of interest, because we, we often say when they've been given, a 10 was given. Who gave it a 10? Aaron Who 10 all over this? given by Ryan. Ryan gave it a 10. Yeah. Supposed to Reverend Bruce, who knows tens and twos. <laughs> <laughs> who didn't vote this week? Uh, so there we go. So that is what we're doing. Now let's talk about what we're doing next week. And just before we do, we want to thank our Patreon backers one more time. That's Reverend Bruce, Julene, Hermes, Dwayne Smith, Katie McRae, Ian Davies, Lena Oberholzer, Chris Peterson, Randall Silva, the Yeetmeister, Nate the Great, Cheesy, Andy Dixon, Holly Callen, Richard, and Ryan Kukets. So, cue Georgia to react to this. Next week, we are being joined once again by a BFF of the BFE. We're being joined by Julene. Hey. All right. And just, uh, I guess, a little bit of business to take care of. Uh, we will be joined by BFF of the BFE, Julene, not next week, the following week, which means the next person up on the docket was Liam. Liam has just messaged me his response, and it is as follows. Liam is choosing the 1968 film Bullet, B-U-L-L-I-T, starring Steve McQueen. So that's Bullet, B-U-L-L-I-T. I-T. I believe that's just the one T. I'm just verifying this. No, double T. B-U-L-L-I-T. B-U-L-L-I-T. A 1968 film. 98% on Rotten Tomatoes. And Liam promises it has one of the greatest car chases in cinematic history. So... We're going back in time with Liam again, ladies and gentlemen. I will try and choose something a little more user-friendly with my next pick. Uh... <laughs> not going to be a great film, but I literally had to go. I've never heard of this film. And that's what we do here at the BFE, you know, critical darlings and uh, pop culture sort of uh, sensations and even forgotten films from 1968 called bullet that aren't spelled like bullet. That is what we are doing next week on the BFE. So can you catch a speeding bullet? We're going to. I return you to your regularly scheduled endgame. For best film ever, I've been Ian. I've been Liam. And I've been Georgia. And I think it's only fair that we close with maybe a musical inspiration after all. 
that fits to what should have happened with T'Challa and maybe what he does with his duels. My friend, don't go chasing waterfalls. <laughs> Please stick to the rivers and the lakes that you're used to. <laughs> well, much, much like the fish will catch you on the flippity flap. The flippity flip flop. <laughs>